0: Well, I I will give you a tip. Here's a pro tip. Um, Put up your posters with those three M strips. And after a year or two, they'll start to fall off your walls and scare the shit out of you. (laughs) Let the posters make the decision when they're ready to come down.
1: Kind of reminds me of like when I was in my teens. uh, I used to hang posters of girls on my ceiling. (laughs) And using sticky tack and that was the scary thing too is in the middle of the night you hear it rip off the ceiling and just fall on you numerous times that it scared the shit out of me at night middle of the night
0: and that stick tack it left like an oily residue when it when it was finished so like you had the corners that you could only put the stick tack because you couldn't put it in the middle of the poster it would it would like oil itself through right i too had a poster on my ceiling it was just jeff gordon because you know (laughs) He was so handsome. He was the Ben Solo of my day.
1: So you said Jeff, and I immediately thought Goldblum, and it did no. not go Goldblum, and no. I was very surprised there.
0: I went through a NASCAR phase. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Try doing that in an all girls school. It was <laughs> interesting. <laughs>
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Bright Guy and his Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode, from what feels like a galaxy far, far away, Paula Miller.
0: Hello, Raylo is my halo. I didn't <laughs> forget. I didn't forget. I,
1: I figured. I didn't know if I should <laughs> set you up for that, or if you just take it, but you got it. It's like riding a bike. Exactly. Yeah, it's been a while. I I was, I was should have done my homework and like went back and seen when the last time you were on. It had to have been, like...
0: February...
1: What did we talk about in February? I
0: don't
1: know. Like, I want a ballpark that it's probably like the Rise of Skywalker stuff somewhere around there. I don't know if we've talked about anything since then, Star Wars. Because it? I, it had to have been a Star Wars episode, right? Or. Oh, no, no. Wait, you were you on like one of the, the countdowns? The yeah. top tens and stuff. Yeah. It was, it had to have been, I guess if it was in February, probably some of our favorites from the previous year back when we could see movies in theaters. <laughs>
0: I think so, because I don't think anything big came out in February, right?
1: That might have been the last month we actually had some decent stuff, but I can't remember what exactly... I feel like one of the last movies I saw in the theater, which was around February, was probably Sonic, but I don't think you and I probably talked about Sonic Mm -hmm. on the show.
0: No. I know Aaron and I went to a movie, but I don't know
1: what it was. It seems like decades ago at this point.
0: Cinemark might know. Yeah. (laughs) The Cinemark app will probably know.
1: (laughs) Uh, All right, so for this episode, uh, we've got a slightly different format since I'm kind of making this up as we go. Uh, The thought for this episode, which sort of actually came from a conversation with Josh as him and I were texting, uh, was basically to see uh, what Paula thought about a very specific episode of The (laughs) Mandalorian. Uh, Now, with, with that being said, Josh's idea, you know, I wanted to include him since it was sort of his idea, include him in the discussion. Uh, due to some scheduling conflicts, I can't get Josh and Paula to record at the same time. So we've done episodes like that in the past where I've had to split up recordings. Um, normally we record the first guest and then I will record the second guest and sort of just paste those two conversations together. Technically that's still happening. Uh, what would be a little bit different this time is that after Paula and I have our conversation, I'm going to send our conversation to Josh. He's going to listen to it before him and I talk. And then when him and I sit down... He'll have a few other talking points he can chime in, hopefully, from the previous conversation, hopefully to feel a little bit more cohesive and give you an idea of, I don't know, in my mind, hopefully be a little bit more seamless as far as what we're trying to talk about today. Uh, Josh kind of suggested it was sort of more like a late-night talk show vibe, subbing out guests here and there. So I'm hoping that's the feel for it, and we'll see how that goes.
0: Don't let me down, Josh. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But I guess, Paula, if you want to know what Josh thinks, you'll just have to listen to the episode. Afterwards,
0: I I always want to know what Josh (laughs) thinks.
1: There you go, Josh. You've got one fan. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, with this being the case, I could have waited for schedules to align, uh, but in the back of my mind, I'm also feel like we're kind of pressed for time because I also wanted to record this before the next episode of Mandalorian is released. Uh, Plus, I think there's enough to dive into after this most recent episode that you know. This could hold us for a while. I want to save some material for later because I'm sure we will do a wrap-up to season two. And at that point, I'll try to get hopefully the whole crew together so we can talk. And Paula, you're obviously invited back if we can schedule that
2: I would around love your to be schedule.
1: Back. So we'll see if probably at this point it's going to be end up being – because the season wraps right before Christmas, right? I yeah. think. Yes. So I know that's probably prime time for you to be busy with work, so we'll have to see what we can figure out. But
0: work schmerk, this is <laughs> so more important.
1: So yeah. so yeah, we'll we'll figure that out, you know, closer to the end of the season and uh see what we can figure out. Um as far as this one, you know, with smaller uh one on one conversations, the guests will be limited, I guess. Um, in my mind this could be a smaller episode, shorter in time. Uh, but it's Star Wars, so who the hell knows? We could still end up talking for two hours. Uh if this fits the bill, well, either way, because it's the only name I have for this sort of thing. I'm gonna call this a mini mando episode just because I like the way that sounds. Oh. So if if this fits the bill, hopefully we can keep it a little bit shorter, we'll see where we go. Um but I think it's enough setup. So I'm gonna throw out the spoiler alert for this episode. So for anyone that isn't currently caught up on the Mandalorian, which is up through what is this, chapter thirteen? I believe so, yes. So this is the fifth episode of season two. That's what we've watched. That's what we're going to talk about currently. So the last episode that airs that, that aired that we have seen up to this point is titled The Jedi. Uh so keep in mind this by the time this comes out, it'll be after the next episode is is out. So chapter fourteen will probably be out by the time this is uploaded. So we're not going to talk about anything on that show. We we recorded this before that on purpose. I don't want to get distracted by that episode. I want to focus on sort of what we what we have so far. Um and along with The Mandalorian, I'm sure we will be talking about Rebels and Clone Wars over the course of this discussion. So spoiler alert for those shows also. Uh Paul and I have watched all of that stuff, so we are well versed. If you we we're sort of talking before this, if you haven't watched that stuff, for the love of God, if you're watching The Mandalorian, go watch. The Clone Wars and Rebels on Disney Plus. It's all in the service you're paying for already.
0: Brian Just had to calm me down. He watch, had to calm uh, me down. Yeah. I'm sure
1: we'll have to do that a couple times during the course of this episode. <laughs> so, we yeah, that's appreciate. our big PSA. Oh. Be be sure to check out those series while you can. Uh, other than that, spoilers to follow. And this is your last call. If you're going to keep listening, then you're going to get all the, all the stuff.
2: Spoiler! Spoiler! Spoiler!
1: You know, something like that. Alright, so we are free to talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about. So, uh, I'm just going to try to lead us in here. For anyone that's listened to past Star Wars episodes that have featured Paula, I think two things should be very clear. Her love <laughs> for Raylo and her love for Ahsoka.
0: That defines me. Yes. It is who I am.
1: So, we're going to start there. Chapter 13 officially introduced us to a live-action Ahsoka Tano, played by Rosario Dawson. For you, the biggest Ahsoka fan that I know, how high were your expectations for this live action Ahsoka, and what did you think?
0: So, I'm a big spoiler fan. Like, I'm, I'm okay with spoilers. It's okay if I know things I ahead of time. It. I don't understand it. It's blasphemous. I, yeah. I, surprises <laughs> don't... I don't know. They don't do it for me. So, I, I actually... I was on Twitter that morning, and I kind of knew who was going to be playing Ahsoka. And, to be honest, I had read the rumors already. So the rumors had been flying around for a while.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so I was absolutely okay with that. I think she did an amazing job. Rosario Dawson looked amazing. She acted great. She studied Ahsoka. Um, I couldn't be happier and if Ashley was playing her. That would yeah. have only been, you know, acceptable. <laughs> so, I mean, she looks the part. She, yeah, I think they
1: did a good job with her, her makeup and costume and stuff. I think that yeah. she did look really cool.
0: And um, for anyone who hasn't read the Vanity Fair article, I know Brian, you read it. Um, there's a lot of information um, that they had put in there about making sure that the makeup was right, and you know Rosario actually getting the role, and it was fan casted, which I was really excited to know. Like she was reading the fans' uh, comments on. Twitter and she's like yeah that would be amazing and Dave Filoni saw it too and he's like yeah that would be amazing went to Jon Favreau and he's like I know her (laughs) and that's how she got cast as Ahsoka and you know fans do hold some power we don't think that we do sometimes I mean sometimes we just go on to those platforms to complain or you know to share articles and to find out that she was actually fan casted was amazing we all agreed she she looked the part we already know she's an amazing actress so you put all that together and you know we couldn't i mean most of the fans that i've you know on twitter reading all of that were just as happy as i was
1: right and i actually made a point about this because i want to bring this point because i think what you sort of talked about i think is a is a larger issue that i'm not sure how i feel about it and it's the fan casting thing like because i to be We'll probably come back around to this over the course of the discussion. I'm, I liked Rosario. I think my hope was that somehow they would incorporate something for Ashley's performance, or or even try to dub her voice, even as hard as that would be. I still held out hope until she talked that we would hear Ashley come out of her mouth. Right. Um. So I think I'm still a little bit disappointed that we didn't get some of Ashley in the perform. Like, I I think mannerisms and stuff there that you know they get through animation. Maybe the way she delivers some lines, she tried to deliver it like Ashley. But after having years of Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka, it's very hard for me to break that off from the character. Um, and the whole fan casting thing got me thinking, like, if if the internet has that type of control or, or approval to suggest that, and it goes through the right channels, it gets to the right person, and then by the time it hits Dave... He's like, yeah, you know what? That seems like a good idea. But it, would he had that? Would have he have had that idea on his own, or is he seeing it because the internet's telling him to see it? It's it's an interesting way for people to get cast, and I'm not sure if I'd like it.
0: I wonder if it was just the stars aligned, and which could that be magic happened. because yeah. you don't. I mean, I don't hear that very often. Um, but I don't read Vanity Fair articles like often <laughs> either. <laughs> so only when they pertain to Ahsoka Tano. Um, or on occasion Star Wars. Yeah. So I I guess I don't know how often that happens. Um I know there's a lot in Star Wars that's very negative. Um, there's a lot of negativity when it comes to like the current trilogies and the T V shows, Disney Plus, Kathleen Kennedy. I mean, that could be its own podcast. So uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, to see something positive come out of that. Um is you know really inspiring
1: and that's fair too because i feel i feel like you're like how your opinion on something like the fan casting would be how you accept the role if you're okay with who they pick then obviously everything's good if you're still on the fence or not sure about it then maybe and maybe that's where i'm coming from is i'm still not 100 percent sold on it that i'm still Mm -hmm. like almost looking for a way out like well it could have been this way or or maybe it should have been this way but
0: or did they not give anybody else you know
1: Right, like I almost feel like Ashley would have. I I would have liked to know that they tried to give her an opportunity to do it, and for some reason it didn't work. And maybe it's just physical appearance, because Ashley mm-hmm. a, a tiny girl, and maybe right. they wanted Ahsoka to be a little bit taller and bigger to to since she's more of an adult now. Had we had teenage Ahsoka, Ashley, I think would be perfect for on screen Ahsoka. Right. Um, but yeah, I think it's just. I I always just keep coming back to like spending that much time with Ahsoka and having Ashley voice her and give life to Ahsoka and the fans, me particularly too, fell in love with that character through her. And it's, it's still really hard for me to, to separate that. I think,
0: um, as a person who lives with rainbows and butterflies, uh, (laughs) because that's how I roll with positivity. um, I could have been really critical about this because she is a character that's really near and dear to my heart. Right. Um, so it's just a way of loving her differently. Um, I can love the, you know, animated series Ahsoka and I can love, you know, Rosaria's Ahsoka. Um, I think she did it justice. Yeah. And, you know, would I have preferred Ashley's voice? Probably. But yeah. I'm okay with the way it turned out for somebody, like I said, I'm very rainbows and butterflies, unicorns and um, cupcakes. So, you know, somebody else a little bit more cynical might say, you know, Meh, you know, yeah. they didn't give other people a chance or it could have been better this way. But I think for me, who loves Ahsoka Tano so much, I was absolutely thrilled with it.
1: And I think the other hand of it, too, for me is that, the, you know, two episodes before that we had Bo-Katan show up. Mm-hmm. And Katie Sackhoff got to reprise her role in live action. She voices the character in animation. So with that precedent, I th- I feel like I held out hope that somehow Ashley was going to be in this in live action.
0: Right. And I feel like with Book Ten, like the the voice actress resembles that character. Fair. Um, yeah. And sometimes when they animate those people, they animate them, you know, as they're watching the videos or as they're watching the actor, you know. Do yeah, those, yeah, yeah. you know, so you know, that was that was great too. I was very pleased, and I know a lot of people who, oh, I know what show she was on, uh, Battlestar Galactica. Yes, yeah <laughs> we're happy to see her in a live action Star Wars role. So, um, no, I was very happy with that as well.
1: And I love that, like, Katie Sackhoff and Rosario, I think, are both, from what I can tell, very big Star Wars fans too. So, the fact that they get to be in here and play these characters in live action like that's fun for them too
0: yes and you know one of them didn't have to study at all because she was and yeah the other one really put in the effort and work to make sure that she put forth the best performance she could to do that character justice.
1: yeah um well let's spin back to ahsoka so i don't know about you but that episode when that opens and you see her within the first like 10 seconds that blew my mind just that I thought they were going to slowly reveal that, or she'd be like the tag at the end of the episode. The fact that she was just in it from the beginning, yes. I was like, "All right, this is great."
0: <laughs> well, I think like the more when I thought about that, with you know this being Dave Filoni's episode, sh- he's going to put her there as much as possible. So Dave is my king.
2: Yeah, true
1: that. A
0: full subject. So um, yes, all the Ahsoka, please. Because I feel like even... I was. No, go ahead. No, I was—I was saying we really didn't need the other, like the Mando story part of it. We just needed Ahsoka <laughs> fighting. It reminds me of when, like, Vader in Rogue One came out, and he's like, you know, killing everybody with his lightsabers, and you're yeah. like, yeah, I could watch a whole movie of that. For that's sure, that's how I felt with was just Ahsoka. I'm like, I could just watch a movie of her just and I slinging keep... people around and lightsabers going everywhere. I'm
1: and the fact that there was so much of her in this episode makes me wonder if this is, like, a backdoor pilot for, like, a series that they're going to do with her. I feel like you don't cast Rosario Dawson for this role in live action and use her once.
0: Right. That's the Twitter rumors I'm hearing. Because um, I know there's Twitter rumors about um, the Boba Fett spinoff.
1: I saw that, too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now the Esau spin spinoff. And I know I was saying this... You know, you asked me how I felt about this episode and I said, well, I am very happy that we have a live live action of Sokotano, But I also feel like I might have been teased and we might not see her again. Yeah, I mean, we only have a, a couple more, you know, a couple more episodes. It's called The Mandalorian. It's not called The Mandalorian <laughs> and, and, and The Leftover Rebels. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know, you know, is this are we going to see her in the future, you know series are we going to see her in the future mandalorian season three um i i hope this isn't the end and i hope it wasn't just a one-time thing so yeah you know i i, mean, I, I think, love rumors i think i, I think makes-
1: given those options i would much rather see her in her own show because like you said this is called the mandalorian i think i think putting as much as i love star wars lore and getting the larger story i don't think i like the idea of mando and now grogu being caught up in the larger Star Wars story. I kind of thought that there's going to be, like, a side story. They're in the galaxy doing their own thing, peripherally seeing stuff that's going on to the larger universe. Once all these larger universe characters start popping up, it makes the galaxy feel smaller,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: which I'm not sure if I like. So the cameos are one thing, but if they keep reoccurring, I think that's going to really distract from Mando's story and what they're trying to do there. So, I yeah, if, if we're going to see more of Ahsoka, I definitely want a new like a whole new series with her. I think I'd be on board with that, for sure.
0: Because I feel, when I was telling Aaron, my husband, I said, you know, I feel like this is live-action Rebels at the moment this season. Yes. I mean, we're getting a lot of that tie-in, but that's okay, because like, we wanted more. And if people can't appreciate... If people can't appreciate an animated <laughs> series like Rebels, but they can appreciate this live action show, then maybe that's what we need to tie in to Rebels to get people to watch that show. And that's okay with me too. So bring it. You know. Yeah, so
1: maybe that's like yeah, that's a good point cuz between Ahsoka, the name drop at the end of this episode, which was uh, blew my mind too, hearing Grand Admiral Thrawn being named in live action to me mm-hmm. was fucking amazing. So now I'm curious if we're even going to see him in live action, which will also blow my mind. But, you know, these are big names for people that follow the lore in the the animated series and stuff like that. But for anyone that hasn't, you hear this stuff come up and you're like, well, who the hell's that? But maybe it will interest you enough to go back and watch this stuff. So if you're curious to learn more about Ahsoka and Grand Animal Thrawn, I, as much as I want to say just go into Rebels because that's where they're both at, I would much prefer you go back and watch Clone Wars to build up Ahsoka before you Mm -hmm. get to Rebels. That's still the proper way to do it. But you're also looking at, like, what, 11 seasons of animated television somewhere in there?
0: (laughs) What else do people have to do right now?
1: (laughs) True, (laughs) very true.
0: (laughs) Sit around in your jammies and watch some Clone Wars. It's good food. Yes.
1: Now's the time.
0: Mm -hmm. Before Uh, people have to actually go back to work and be members of society and then have, you know, (laughs) Things to do again and people to see. Stay home, stay safe. Watch Clone Wars. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: that's the holiday mantra. Exactly. Uh, you you brought it up, I think, too, with uh this episode and and Dave having a hand in it. I was I think feel like I was texting a buddy of mine when we were talking about the possibility of because Ahsoka gets name dropped in the Bo-Katan episode, right? So then two weeks ago, you're already th- um, at least. Me and my buddy were texting, trying to figure out, okay, is Ahsoka actually going to show up? How soon will we see her? Are they going to just tease her until the end of the season? And even when she shows up, is it just going to be like a quick glimpse of her, and then she's gone? What are we going to get? And I think when I was talking to him, I had said, if she shows up in an episode, I would hope to hell that is that is Dave Filoni involved in this, like, written, directed everything by him, because he has such a close connection to ahsoka he helped create her for the clone wars and all that stuff so i was very happy to see that he wrote and directed her episode that was very fitting to me uh and i thought he did a freaking excellent job directing this episode
0: i agree it was you know everything that and from that vanity fair article from what i understand like george lucas was on set for a minute and you know it had that old western samurai vibe to it and it was just visually it was beautiful um in the you know the forest of you know burnt trees and it, it was just it, visually it was beautiful it was a storyline that flowed I mean it was what 47 minutes and I felt like it was five. Oh yeah it was just so good and it just when something's that good it just tends to go really fast and the storyline was intriguing and you know, we got a little shootout at the end, which is pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely commend Dave for his, you know, his episode. The,
1: the way those one, the, it's got the same sound effects from rebels, her lightsabers, which yeah. I love. Cause they, they sound so unique compared to the other sabers we've seen in the in star Wars. It just in uh, like period. Um, and like you said, like the the smoky charred forest with her bright white lightsabers cutting through the fog, like all and her the way she disappeared, the way they shot all that stuff in the beginning, oh, I loved it so much. Yes. And her like sneaking around like Batman around people, and <laughs> like that was awesome. Um. Yeah. There's so much to point out.
0: And the 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 final scene with, and I am so sorry, I was trying to find the name of the actress, um, that she battles at the end. You know. The boss battle at the
1: end. Oh, yes, yes, yes.
0: Um,
1: I, really? I sadly don't know her name either.
0: Uh, it was choreo- choreographed so well. Yes. And I'm like, wait a minute. She's going to go against Ahsoka? What? And then she has the, you know, <laughs> the Beskar staff and spear. And I'm like, oh, shit. This is going to be something. And it was. Yeah. Edge of my seat. So good.
1: And I love I'm that guessing. we finally got to see. Watch whole movie of that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we finally <laughs> got funny. to see, too, what Beskar can do against a lightsaber.
0: Oh, I like, thought so, that too. I'm like, wait a minute. Is this going to stop a lightsaber? And it totally does.
1: And that's completely why Mandalorians were a formidable adversary for the Jedi because their armor can withstand that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that was even just seeing like even Mando and her facing off when they first meet for that quick little bit was enough to be like, oh, this is what like a Mando versus a Jedi fight could be. And this is fucking awesome.
0: It was. I, um, they became friends very quickly. And- I mean,
1: when you're rolling around with Grogu,
0: yeah, that's it's, true. it's
1: hard to try to fight each other. <laughs> it's very distractible.
0: Grogu. Grogu. I'll get there.
1: Yeah, we got to go with that because we finally yeah. get the name for Baby Yoda in this episode. <laughs> How do you feel about the name?
0: Um, you know, somebody asked me that same question and I said, well, what kind of a name is Yoda either? So <laughs> yeah, it is what it is.
1: It's very we love it's yoda star wars
0: yeah and um you know when i believe it was when a was talking about yoda and they played yoda's theme yes in the yes background. um you know so poor yaddle sorry i've <laughs>
1: seen that some like there was a meme somewhere <laughs> of like you forgot about me or something like that like i can't remember what the meme was but yeah it was one of those
0: Yaddle's face when she hears that Ahsoka said <laughs> she only knows of one other of that kind. Now I know that there were rumors that we were actually going to find out about the species, um so I still have high hopes about that. But then they threw down the name of the planet they have that they have to go to now to take Grogu to for the planet.
1: next one. Okay. Yeah.
0: um Gosh darn it! I should have done my homework. It starts with a T, does it not?
1: I you know I completely meant to rewatch the episode before we did this, yeah. and I still haven't got to it yet. So I'm the name is slipping my mind also.
0: So I went to <laughs> Yep,
2: yep,
0: yep. that's what Star Wars people do. And <laughs> it, apparently, it is um, the planet where the Jedi order, where the Jedi were first created. Um, oh, okay. So it is it is the planet, the place. So I have lots of speculations about that as well. Um, But that's where he has to take little Grogu.
1: Um, Well, let's spin there because I I do have a question because she mentioned Mando taking Grogu there to access an old Jedi temple to sort of decide his his destiny, his fate. And she even mentioned specifically that if he does this, a Jedi could come looking for him. Do you think she has someone in mind or is that just general, there's got to be Jedi out there, somebody will come for him? Or do you think she's thinking of someone specific? And if um, it's someone specific, who do you think it could be?
0: So, I think it's too soon for Luke Skywalker to have started training. That's just you a think? personal opinion. Ah, ah, see, that just a personal opinion. It's so soon after the fall of the Empire. Could it possibly be? I don't know. And I, then, I would
1: assume at this point, this is in my own personal headcanon, I guess, Yeah. That It's, what, five years-ish after Return of the Jedi? Okay. So I, I I would think Luke is starting to lay the groundwork for that, whether it's just, like, going to find students or if he's picking a place to start the temple so then when he gathers students, he has a place to put them. I think it could be any combination of that because we still don't really know when the temple goes to shit. Like, we know he was training Ben and they're right. the falling out and right. Ben torches the place but we don't know if that was 15 years after return of the jedi we don't know if that was 20 years 25 like what we don't know what the time frame is there
0: right so this was probably in in my mind the way i'm thinking about it is that it's you know not soon after the fall of the empire cuz you don't have the first order yet and he could possibly be you know, starting his temple, this is a way for him to come back. Everyone's like, Sebastian Stan should play young Luke Skywalker.
1: I saw that fan casting too. I'm
0: okay with that. We've been saying that for a while now. Um, It could be him. Everyone's like, Mace Windu's alive. I don't think Mace Windu is alive, but that's a possibility. We don't know who survived Order 66. And that's what's really cool about Star Wars is it can create all this shit. Yeah. They could say, hey, you know, little Grogu, Grogu survived. Who else is alive?
1: Yeah, I you did know? see the meme of, like, the, the screenshot of Revenge of the Sith when Anakin ignites the lightsaber in the room with all the younglings. And then there's Grogu peeking over the chair. Like, I've been <laughs> yeah. here the whole time.
0: <laughs> I mean, who saved him? We right. That's the other question, him. too. <laughs> You know, was there a toddler time room for those kids, <laughs> you know, where there's different ages in there? So we don't know how many little, you know, how many rooms Anakin went to or who survived. or Yeah, he know. only
1: hit the 5 to 10 range. He forgot <laughs> he didn't go to the room that was 40 <laughs> and over. 40,
0: you know, who knows? You know, that's that's the cool thing is that, you know, we have all these crazy speculations about, you know, who saved him or did he save himself or what Jedi are alive or... You know, maybe not quite Jedi. Maybe just people with, you know, foreign sensitivity. Who knows? Who knows who's still on that planet? Yeah. You know, we don't know. So. So
1: in the whole speculation sphere, like if we get Luke, would you like uh-huh. to see another actor portray like a younger Luke, or do you think they should do Mark Hamill but like de-age him?
0: I mean, so Solo.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, you know, with Han Solo.
2: Yeah.
0: Aiden, whose name is left last Enreich? name? Yes, that sounds right. Yeah. I mean, there were times when he did look like, if you squinted, Harrison Ford. <laughs> 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 like, it's it's a very delicate thing. And, you know, when they did, you know, at the end of Rogue One, when they had Leia or... Um,
1: Tarkin was in there, too.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, they could do so much with CGI. I just don't know if I want them to do that. You know, if we could get Sebastian Stan on board, we're okay with that.
1: I mean, there's all kinds of, like, deepfake videos now, which I don't know what goes into, a like, deepfake software, but because everyone is doing it, I feel like it's either really cheap or really easy to do. Yeah. And it looks good. Like, I think that could pass if they did something like that.
0: I would absolutely be okay with that. Like, let's take advantage of Mark Hamill while he's alive. Yes, (laughs) please. I mean, I know he's not, like, super old, but, like, you know...
1: Give, he obviously wanted to do more with Luke, and I think he was still, regardless of what he says, I think he's still a little bit disappointed of what he had to do with Luke in Last Jedi. Yeah. So give him another go-round of Luke and let him have a little bit more of a send-off for that character or something. Just yes. another chance to portray what maybe he thinks Luke should be.
0: And I think we would love a story about what happens with Luke in that time frame, too. Hey, another spin-off? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> give me yeah I'm all, all for the it. Give me all-spin-off. And then I want these people who hate on Disney and Disney Plus to shut the fuck up because yes. we're getting some good shit. <laughs> so yes, Stop I hating agree. on Kathleen Kennedy. Leave her alone. Send her flowers and chocolates. <laughs> we have the Mandalorian now.
1: <laughs> well, if you talk to those people, they don't think it's Kathleen Kennedy's doing. They're going to put all the uh, goodwill and celebration on Favreau and Filoni. They don't even of think course. she's part of the picture. Yeah. Okay. She's
0: um, sitting back. Counting those stock options.
1: I know. I will defend her too. Yeah. I think she's doing a great job.
0: Yeah, and I'm. You know, I'd be fine with all the spinoffs. Like Disney has it now. We've waited, you know, twenty years for more Star Wars content. Now it's being rammed down my throat, and I'm okay with it. I am ready to choke on all the Star Wars stuff. <laughs> give me the. There's mand- the quote. Give me the Mando.
1: Put that yeah. on the poster. I will. I am choke ready to choke on, on all the Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, um Yeah, I think you know they. I don't think they have a clear idea what to do with the movies. So if they want to experiment with spinoff series and limited mini series or whatever they want to do on Disney plus, I think that's definitely the place to do it. Mm-hmm. So I, I I'm with you. Give me whatever you want to create for this service and I will watch it.
0: And I, I think the problem is the waiting. I am an impatient person. <laughs> um, And it's like, well, Paula, you waited 20 years for all of this Star Wars. Con- yes. Well now I want more. Now they've <laughs> me. And now they're like, look, it's Ahsoka, and she's a real girl. It's Pinocchio. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's great. What episode. Can I have some more, please, sir? Please, sir, can I have some more? Um, yes, I think that's my problem now is that I'm getting spoiled.
1: See, I do like this, like, back to waiting a week. Like, granted, in between seasons, it's a really, you know, months to a year before we see more Star Wars. But even the episodic nature of the series having a week in between episodes, I kind of like that because it lets us do these type of conversations where we can speculate each week to see what's coming up and what's going to happen yeah. next. That, that's yeah. sort of the fun water cooler type of conversations that TV used to do mm-hmm. until Netflix came around. And then it's like, you try to talk to someone who's watching something on Netflix. And it's like, well, wait, how how far in are you? You're you're five in. I'm only three yeah. in. So we can't talk yet.
0: And I'm I'm absolutely okay with that. I've never been the type of person to sit down and you know, binge watch 30 episodes at a time. Um, yeah. I don't have time for that. I do have time for a 30 to 40 minute episode once a week.
2: Right, yeah. Um,
0: and that I'm fine with it. And then I get on Twitter and I see what everyone else is saying.
1: <laughs> There's <laughs> your sit, water cooler. Yeah, Twitter yeah. is the water cooler.
0: You know, I get up in the morning, I take my morning constitutional, I sit on the toilet and I read Twitter. <laughs> how it rolls, isn't that what America does?
1: <laughs> You've got a schedule, so. damn it.
0: I do, and I'm very regular. <laughs> you're welcome, everyone. <laughs> yeah, um, more
1: details than anyone wanted to know you're for the show.
0: So welcome. <laughs> I wouldn't be me if I didn't talk about poop.
2: That's
1: fair. So that's fair.
0: Yes, thank you. Um, but I, I, I really en- have enjoyed this season and the rebels tie-ins. Um, I, I wish. I mean, we we saw a little bit about. Um, what looked like pickled Snoke's in the background? Did you see those? Was that this episode or was it the last episode? That was oh, crap.
1: The 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 one before that. Okay. That was the, I'm sorry. the sea, That was after after Bo Katan in between Ahsoka. Yeah, because it was okay. he. He flew off of that planet with a wrecked ship and then had to stop off with uh, grief and. Uh, why can't I think of Gina Carano's character's name?
0: Oh. um... What
1: the hell? I am completely blanking. Caradune. Yes. He stopped off with them to raid the base and that's mm-hmm. at the end of that is or yeah, when they were in there, that's when they saw the the, oh, the
0: pickled people
1: people in the in the tubes. I'm a, I guess we could assume those are clones. That's my best guess. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like freeze frame on the on the shots or anything to get no. try to get a good look at what they were doing. But they the one thing I missed when I watched it, but I think sort of reading up and checking stuff out after the fact was during that episode when they raid the science facility and they're listening to the hologram from the scientists, He's when he's talking about the child, he talks about the highest M count, which is the closest thing we're getting to many mentioned in yeah. anything that's not a prequel. So that little nod was fun, I think. Which,
0: definitely,
1: you know, if you go back to To You know, Star Wars lore-wise, go back to Revenge of the Sith when Sidious sits down with Anakin to talk about the legend of Darth Plagueis and how he could manipulate the Medichlorians in a being to create life. So, if this science experiment is messing around with some type of possible clones and they're looking for things with high M counts, I think it's fair to assume they are trying to create life or give life to these clones by taking blood from Grogu.
0: So my concern now is when they take him to this planet and put him at this, you know, this Jedi temple. Um hopefully the right people come along. I mean, you don't know who's going to get this message.
1: Well, the yeah. ship is still being tracked.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: They have yet to pay that off. Yes. So shit's going to hit the fan at some point.
0: Right. So they're looking for the child so they can, what we're thinking, create these clones. And what if we don't know, back.
1: like I feel like the internet is speculating It's it must be Snoke, because those are the only clones we know about. But it they could be clones for anybody. They could be a clone army. They could be Palpy. a clone of someone else. Yeah, a clone of someone else important. Who knows? It doesn't have to be Snoke, I don't think.
0: I just like saying pickled Snoke. <laughs>
1: pickled anything is good right
0: Right. exactly delicacy
1: but again like that could you know it's again hit or miss for me where i like learning the lore of what's going on in the universe but again having this guy stumble through like having mando sort of stumble through and accidentally find himself getting caught up in the larger plan for the universe and what we know is coming i don't know if i don't know if i want that it's because again i don't know it's a fine line i guess
0: I just, I wonder how far they're going to go with, you know, Baby Yoda's storyline. Yeah. Like, is this, you know, I've seen the merchandise and it's like a clan of two (laughs) is, you know, what shopdisney.com is selling. (laughs) Um, So how long is this going to go for? Like, it's obvious, you know, when Ahsoka says there's an attachment there and that, you know, be a good or bad thing. She's seen it before. Anakin. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I had a Grogu in my throat. Um, Too much Star Wars down there. Too much Star Wars. I'm choking on Star Wars. But no, really, how far are they, you know, is this what the Mandalorian is? Is it the story of him and Grogu together forever? Yeah. Besties. Um, Is he going to raise him? Is he going to take them, you know, to the temple? I mean i don't even think they know well they probably know the story or where it's right going to go, but you know the so I have,
1: the I have i have a theory that's it's a lot of conjecture but i think it it it's a question i've been wanting to ask you and i wanted to do it on the podcast because i'm curious how you're going to spin this <laughs> so given uh i'm trying to i'm trying to figure out how to do this without like burying the lead so Again, we've sort of just talked about Ahsoka tells Mando take him to the Jedi Temple to uh, see, if, see if another Jedi will come along to train him and sort of take him under their wing. Right. So let's assume that the Jedi that comes up and finds him is Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker is recruiting for his Jedi Temple. So at that point, Luke takes Grogu to the Jedi Temple. Now we know the ultimate fate of the Jedi Temple, which is... Ben Solo loses his mind and kills everybody. What if we follow that to its conclusion and Ben Solo is the one to kill Grogu at the temple? (laughs) How will you react to that revelation? How am I
0: going to feel? I don't know. I mean, he has his reasons.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Already he's justified. It's done. I mean... He can do no wrong.
0: He got a Snoke and a Palpatine in his head and Grandpa's in there too. (laughs) You know... I would have a hard time sorting my feelings out as well. So, you know, my dad's never home. <laughs> you know, my mom's a politician. I mean, my uncle tried to kill me. <laughs> I would, I think I might lose it too. I mean, you know. So that gives oh, him look. the
1: excuse to kill the cutest thing in Star Wars, like ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Way to put me on the spot. I <laughs> That's mean, why I wanted
1: to do it while we are recording. Yeah. It's going to be so on record. So at that
0: point in time, we got another 20 years. We're looking at like. I don't know. You know how you know saucy teen Groot was. Just imagine <laughs> teen Grogu. You know, in his he's starting to talk now. He's got his sass. I mean, he probably had it coming. So,
1: so you're still siding with Ben Solo. He can do no I mean, wrong.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: okay. I just wanted to set the record straight on that right. hypothetical scenario.
0: When we started podcasting today, there was two things that define me: <laughs> <laughs> Raylo and Ahsoka. This should I, not be a surprise.
1: I thought about putting your love for Grogu in there too. Cause I know like yeah. your, your baby Yoda merch and the stuff that you've looked at for baby Yoda stuff, I think has been yeah. up there too. So I know that's, he's high on your list also.
0: I'm not a big fan of children. Um, but when it's green with big ears and squeaks, then, you know, my, <laughs> my cold dead heart melts a little bit, comes alive <laughs> and I get a beat or two. Um, yeah, your heart I, grew
1: five I, sizes that day.
0: It did. <laughs> um, I, I mean, he's an escape artist. I'm guessing he he fled the scene again. That's what I'm that's the story. I'm yeah, I
1: mean, with. yeah, you could definitely spend. They could retcon that if they wanted to. If if they oh, retconned yeah. him in the Jedi Temple, that he gets away from Order sixty six, then I think <laughs> yeah, he'll be fine.
0: So but, another I mean, thing is, is
1: cause, well, I'm just thinking because ultimately we don't again we don't know the fate of Grogu. Right. So. By the time we get to 30 years out or 35 years out, we get to Force Awakens, there are still, like, no Jedi around. So, trying to follow the breadcrumbs, if Luke Skywalker had found Grogu and taken him to train him, you would think he would bigger be a bigger presence in the galaxy when they need him. So, did something happen to him before that? Did he never get trained? Like, I, I, I feel like either he's dead, he's in hiding, like Yoda or he never got trained. Like, I feel like those are our options.
0: I feel like the, the Jedi were very, the, the people who survived, we don't know who survived. Right. I mean, we know Kanan survived. Um, his master did not. We don't, we don't know what, you know, Jedi in training lived after order 66. He was protected and, you know, we're lucky enough that with Rebels, we got to see kind of Kanan work through that and be able to train Ezra because there's Force-sensitive people out there, but they're not being trained because Jedi are probably far and few between now. Right. So, you know, when he goes, when he's going to this temple that's, you know, Mando is taking him, Din is taking him too. Um, you know, in this timeline, we don't know where Ezra is. Like, is it after, you know, he gets sucked into space with his space whales and Grand Admiral Thrawn is it before.
1: It should be after, right? Because Reza was on my list of people to possibly show up if if Grogu accesses the Jedi Temple. Because I feel like if we're getting name-dropped for Grand Admiral Thrawn, then Ezra's got to be fair game, too. Because at the end of Rebels, the two of them blast off, like you said, with the space whale. Right. And then the epilogue for Rebels... Is right because Rebels takes place right before episode four is the majority of the show.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then at the end of the show is sort of when the rebellion starts to get started. They have you know it sort of bleeds into a new hope and all that kind of stuff. And the epilogue that we see, you know, Sabine and uh Ahsoka setting off to find Ezra is the like Sabine's narration is talking about the Battle of Endor. And how the Rebel Alliance won. So, if this is if Mando is five years after Return of the Jedi, Ahsoka and Grand El- or uh, Ezra and Grand Admiral Thrawn are either missing for five years or they've popped back up in that five year gap. Right. Which again, we don't know the answer to that question. But if I almost feel like if Ahsoka's name dropping Grand Admiral Thrawn, like he's around and conducting business somewhere he has to have survived and made it back from wherever he went to. And if he can do that, I'm going to assume Ezra can also do that. So the bigger question remains, did Ahsoka and Sabine find him? Why is Ahsoka not actively still looking for him? Or did she just leave the task up to Sabine because she had other stuff to take care of?
0: So maybe they split up thinking that, you know, obviously though i'm so ashamed i don't know the bad guy's name in this episode but the woman who you know was in charge of this town and obviously ahsoka believes that she is working for grand admiral Thon. um so how long has he been in power to have control of this woman and where else does he have control so is that possibly, you know, Ahsoka's spinoff show is that, you know, she's cleaning up the mess that is kind of out there that Thrawn has created in the midst of no empire. What role does he have in creating, like, the First Order, you know? Right. When we come into The Force Awakens, like, the First Order's already up and running and, you know, creating... Starkiller base and what what's the in-between and what does Thrawn have to do with it and did I not read enough books (laughs) to tell
1: me that there there are never enough books
0: right I have not Uh, read any of the Thrawn books shame on me Um, well I
1: think I think the Thrawn books purposely take place outside of what we know from the animated series and stuff like the ones that I have read have taken place well before his appearance in Rebels so they're filling in the backstory and and y stories to where we leave off. So I don't know if they've ever... I know there's more... Like, I've read two of the three from the first Thrawn trilogy. And I know they're just kicking off another Thrawn trilogy. Um, but I don't know where that second Thrawn trilogy takes place. If it's another prequel-type story or if it's after all that stuff. That's where I'm still kind of fuzzy. Um, but, I mean, Thrawn is such a tactician that... If he is somehow giving orders to the the governor lady that was in charge, right? There's got to be an ulterior motive to that. There's a whole he's so calculated that there's got to be a good reason why this he's he's this lady is reporting to him and what her ultimate goal is or what he's trying to accomplish, right? Which and again, how many
0: planets, right? Like how what is his reach? So and obviously he's in hiding, or Ahsoka would know where he is. So yeah. And in the end, does she get that information? I'm guessing that she does. Yeah. Um. So I just, yeah. Which means, going back to Ezra, who, you know, who's Grogu going to reach out to? Who's going to answer his call? We don't know. It could be a Jedi. We don't know. It could be Ezra. It could be um, Leia. It could be yeah. Luke. We don't know. Not Kanan. (laughs) Tear. Um,
1: Um, I I also, the other thought occurred to me for the temple is what if it's just like a force ghost? Yes. Like what if we get Anakin or Yoda or, you know, Obi-Wan or or some some force ghost, somebody that would communicate with Grogu too. I think that would be a fun cameo too. But I don't, again, I don't know what's on the table. I feel I feel like Frank Oz is the obvious choice. Like, have Force Ghost Yoda show up and talk to Grogu. <laughs> Being the same species and all, I think that's the best way to go.
0: I don't think they're going to do that again. That's just my opinion. We, You know, we got him in The, um, the Last right. Jedi.
1: And I guess it makes less sense to have one of those characters for Grogu because they have no connection to him. Right. Unless... Like, the only way it could work for Yoda, I would think, is if Yoda's the one that got him out of the temple.
0: I've also read that uh, Grogu is the love child of Yoda and Yaddle.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that's the obvious choice. The only two other species we've seen Great. of that. So.
0: Christmas Miracle.
1: <laughs> I mean, if Palpatine can have kids, obviously Yoda's going to be able to have kids. So, what the hell? Oh,
0: so Let's close. just
1: retcon it all. Screw it. <laughs> Yoda's over there telling Anakin not to get married and have kids, you know, he does it himself. There's yeah, that's a big retcon if they do that.
0: That is my least favorite storyline in Star Wars is that she is his granddaughter.
1: You talking Wait, are we talking we're back to Rey and Palpatine yeah, type of I'm thing? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, that came out no, of I agree. That was
0: just Yeah, that's my like least favorite storyline. Okay. It's I'm the over. biggest
1: retcon that I I ugh. I have a I have a problem with bringing up like Rise of Skywalker stuff because it starts making me visibly angry and then I just go off on tangents about how much I don't like what they did with that movie.
0: Yeah, except for the kiss, that was great. So let's talk about <laughs> Mandalorian.
1: I <laughs> know I'm trying to go through my notes here and see if there's anything else that I want to touch on. Um...
0: How am I doing so far, Josh? How am I doing?
1: I'll <laughs> <laughs> answer you in the next part.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Josh. And he can obviously he has his own story, but isn't a huge Star Wars fan, from my knowledge of him.
1: More or less, yeah, mediocre. Like I think he's he's watched the movies. Obviously, he's fine or has enjoyed them, but he's never dived into it as much as we have, or really uh, cared cared that much to want to dive into all the other lore and series and stuff like that.
0: So my question to Josh is: Will this inspire you to maybe? You know, take a weekend and watch Rebels, or you know, maybe think about Clone Wars. For someone who's never, you know, experienced it, but now we have all this information in Mandalorian. You know, is it inspiring to you as somebody outside of that information? To yeah. Go if the
1: bread comes, they're laying are enough to follow them to where they come from. Exactly. Well, that's a question I'll make sure he answers whenever we sit down with him. Thanks, Brian. To record the second part. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think we... Okay, so we talked about Thrawn. We talked to... Do we want to talk any more about Bo-Katan? Because I was... I know when... Again, when her episode came up and she was revealed to be in the episode, I didn't know that was coming. So that was a big surprise to me. And I, my head about exploded. Because as soon as she leans over and you see the makeup on the helmet, I was like, I know who that is. And this is fucking fantastic. And then compound with the fact that at the end of the episode, she name drops Ahsoka. That blew my mind a second time. Uh, But yeah, that I know you and I talked, I think... I, I can't... I'm trying to remember now. I think I had watched and you did not. And I had said, like, you're in for a surprise. And then you kind of said, I already know what's coming because I read Twitter. And I was Sorry. like, how do you do that? I know. <laughs> but, I mean, was that still fun for you watching that episode?
0: It was. Absolutely. Because I, d- I still don't know what to expect. Yeah. Um, You know. So it was it was an adventure. It was fun. Um, That was Bryce Dallas Howard's
2: yes. episode. Yeah. And it was
0: just... Star Wars from beginning to end. It was an adventure. Um I I did really enjoy that. The battle scenes and the information and the way she played Book Ten, it was perfection. Yeah. You know, that kind of no nonsense dry acting, it was just spot on. Um I I'd, I'd love to see more of her too. I don't know like if it was just the, you know, that was a bridge episode to get us to Ahsoka and it was fun and I'm okay with that too. Not yeah. everything needs to be a spinoff for me. I totally get it. Um,
1: well I can but, see Bo Katan fitting in more with Mandalorian and sort of where what they've teased so far. One, she's a Mandalorian. Right. Two, she has connections to the Darksaber. Yes. Which is we a gotta big get that back. yeah, that's a big Star Wars lorsy thing that's yeah. in there that we still don't know how did she lose it? Why
0: right. Alright,
1: so let's let's try to trace this back from what we remember. So uh, it was on Mandalore, uh, the, uh... oh Jesus Christ, now I'm trying to remember, Pre-Vizsla, which mm-hmm. was John Favreau's voiced character for the Clone Wars, had the Darksaber originally. Darth Maul won it from him when he ruled Mandalore. Maul had it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: lost it to, wait, did he have it when he fought Ahsoka? No. He had his, his lightsaber. Mm-hmm. So at some point, he loses the dark saber. And it ends up with Sabine
0: Yeah, this and is Rebels. How, this is why I have to watch Rebels again. She ends up with it and is training with it.
2: Right. And
0: at, I don't know if it's at the end of that episode or if it's a two-parter, but she ends up giving it to Bo, who I, I don't think wanted it, Wanted to be the leader of Mandalore. Right. Um, But after everything that they went through in that episode, she gives it to her and she takes over the mantle of
1: Right. So last we've seen of it is before Mandalorian. Bo-Katan had it on Mm -hmm. Mandalore Mm -hmm. as they were free of any type of rule. Like they were, Mandalorians were in charge of Mandalore at that time and Bo-Katan had the Darksaber. So between then and the beginning of Mandalorian, Moff Gideon has somehow either taken over Mandalore or or had some sort of insurrection there, and now he's got his hand on the Darksaber also, which apparently seems to have splintered the Mandalorians because they're all divided everywhere across the galaxy.
0: And, you know, with Mando taking not taking off his mask and, like, freaking out because they took off their mask. Right. Or their helmets. You know, that was to me a little bit confusing because I don't know enough about his journey because they keep showing like picture you know spots of his backstory yeah and it I don't know if it's just me not connecting the dots correctly or or why his clan is different than you know the clan that can take their helmets off
1: what's well, I think I, I guess I didn't really think twice about it until that episode with Bo-Katan but like I went through how many seasons of the clone wars and rebels where you see other Mandalorians taking off their helmets and then you get to Mandalorian and no one removes their helmet. And suddenly it, the thought didn't even occur to me that I had seen other Mandalorians take off their helmets in (laughs) other series and that why this shouldn't be weird. Suddenly I just accepted it like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That's definitely what everybody does. Yeah. No one does that. And it wasn't until the episode where Bo-Katan shows up, takes off her helmet and suddenly it's a big deal. And I was like, no, wait. Yeah. That's normal for them. They take off their helmets all the time.
0: Well, even with Timothy Olympi- Olympian's um, character, and he takes off his helmet, he's like, You're yeah. not Mandalorian. Like, immediately, you're not a Mandalorian. Right. So, it's that's another story in itself. You know, what yeah. kind of journey has he been on? And what's, you know, all of the Mandalorians that were in season one, none of them took off their helmets because this is the way.
2: Well,
1: Bo Katan. I don't even know what it means, to... but I
0: keep saying it. This <laughs> is the way.
1: Bo Katan seems to hint that the, the sect of Mandalorian that uh, Din. And, you know, the Mando is part of, almost feel like a cult. She seems to refer to them as like a cult sect of Mandalorians. Like, oh, you yeah. you belong to that one. You're part of that group. So, but yeah, I mean, to your point, I don't know why that group is like that, but it seems to be like they're almost shunned and frowned upon compared to the larger Mandalorian
0: right. group. Right. I need that, you know, that meme with all of the, the things on the wall and people are connecting it with string. And- oh, yeah. He's like pointing at it with a cigarette in his mouth, like, I need a <laughs> giant board just for Star Wars. I need to time. connect the dots. I mean, I'm sure that'll
1: be us eventually.
0: Paula's not going to work. She's in the basement. She's at her board.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I just assume that's what you do on your lunch break at the store.
0: Exactly. I do. And I use little Lego figures to do it. See,
1: you need props. It all comes together. Um you know, sort of spinning with the Darksaber, since Sabine has had her hand on it and we're getting more Rebels connections, do we want to take a guess that we'll see Sabine in The Mandalorian? She's another one oh, that would, I think, fit yeah. right at home in this show.
0: Absolutely. I think with, you know, Dave Filoni being an executive producer, we're going to see all of it. Like, he's going to feed us what we want. <laughs> we are hungry baby birds squawking for the worm. and He's got the worm, and the worm is Ahsoka and Sabine and maybe Hera.
1: Your, your metaphors are on point tonight. I just want Thank you to know
0: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Two days off, we'll do that to you. <laughs> I took my vitamins today. I went for a run. Get ready for the podcast.
1: Yeah, so you've but been no, prepping I, for this for a while now. Exactly. You're you're just foaming at the mouth, ready to get all your Star Warsy <laughs> stuff out.
0: And it's been a while since I podcasted, too. I know. It's been a while since I got to talk with people <laughs> outside of Lego. <laughs> You want to know what sets are coming out with Star Wars?
1: Yeah, anything you want to plug while you're here. Go for it.
0: <laughs> well, there's a new Mandalorian set coming out January 1st.
1: <laughs> oh, wait. I don't even know if I know what the new one is.
0: So it's uh it's with a Bantha. So it's on.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, it's on Tatooine. But it's so funny because when the Mando set, the first Mando set came out in season one, and I took his little helmet off and his he, he has no face because <laughs> you didn't know what he looked like. It was like three episodes in you didn't know what he looked like. Yeah. And so now we're into season two and we got the Razor Crest. And again, I'm like, okay, well, they probably printed his face. So I take his helmet off. No face. No <laughs> face. It's just, it's a solid black brick, like face brick. And oh, it I has love no that. face. I know. I and I was like, come on, you could have given us a face. We've seen it twice now. We've seen it twice. They're like
1: We've only seen it once, right? We only see it once? the end of season one, when he gets the crap kicked out of him from the yeah, explosion. Yeah, okay. I think that's the only time we've seen it.
0: He did take his helmet off when he was with that chick.
1: But we never see his face.
0: That's true. We never saw it. I thought we saw it twice. Okay, so we only see it once. Um, But yeah, still, could have. We all know what Pedro Pascal looks like. <laughs> this is true. no secret. This is not a secret. But anyway, I digress. Let's go back to Ahsoka. <laughs>
1: I mean, I don't know if I have too much left to like talking points wise. I think we covered sort of everything that I wanted to cover. So I don't know. Is there anything else that we didn't talk about that you want to talk about?
0: I, I before the episode started, I went on a little rant and I just want to make sure everybody knows that we're so excited about this live action show. Just let me have my moment, Brian. I'm sorry. I'll be quick.
1: No, do, do what you got to do. <laughs> I'm giving you the that, platform.
0: Oh my gosh. I feel like, You know, and I I feel like we are so excited about this hot show and everyone's watching it, but it really makes you appreciate what we had with Rebels and Clone Wars. So just like we were kind of talking about before, if you have time, go back and watch them or watch them for the first time because they're absolutely incredible. And, you know, I have a a 15-year-old niece and she's watching... Mandalorian because BB Yoda is so cute. <laughs> but all of these characters are coming up and she's like, I finally know what you've been talking about, Aunt Paula, with Ahsoka. I'm like, you don't know because she's <laughs> incredible. But you have to start at the beginning when she was obnoxious.
2: <laughs> Snips. and
0: Snips. Sky guy. You have <laughs> to go all the way back to the beginning if you can. And just, you know, you you don't have to be A star wars fan and know everything you don't you don't have to watch those episodes to appreciate what they're doing with the mandalorian but it helps it helps to see what you know and it's an animated series yes a cartoon if you will (laughs) but it's it's so much more than that the writing the storyline yeah there's filler episodes but that's with every tv show but you know rebels especially was so just Such a great storyline and so much fun. And the great characters like Hera and Zeb, Bean, who, who, you know, in The Mandalorian, we're probably going to see. I would bet my Lego on it that we're going to see her. But, you know, take the time to go back and, you know, visit those episodes because they're incredible.
1: Yeah, I think for, you know, for anyone that wants to expand their Star Wars lore, Mm -hmm. that's a good way to do it. If you get into those shows, I think you'll understand why... Paul and I, and anyone that's watched those shows, has such a love for Dave Filoni and what he's done for Star Wars. Like, he, he when they did Clone Wars, George Lucas had a very big hand in Clone Wars. Dave Filoni was basically, like, his protege. Like, George Lucas was teaching Dave everything about Star Wars, and that's where Dave gets his knowledge from. Dave Filoni is the closest thing we have to George Lucas that is involved in Star Wars right now. So if you want to see George's influence in Star Wars, for the love of God, watch these shows, (laughs) because they are amazing.
0: It's like they took the midichlorians (laughs) out of George Lucas and injected them.
1: And see, I don't know if you're going to win people over name dropping (laughs) midichlorians like that.
0: (laughs) Into Dave (laughs) Filoni. Like he was a clone pickled in a jar. (laughs) And it all comes back around. And they grew him. (laughs)
1: Uh, and, so I guess and that's ben pretty much, Solo saved them all. <laughs> of course, that's how yeah. all stories end. Right. Happily, happily ever after.
0: Happily ever after.
1: Uh, for the most part, that's all I got. I didn't know. We'll just end it with, do you have any other predictions or speculation you want to go over for the remainder of the season?
0: Um, I'm very intrigued. Like, usually I, I have some type of spoiler or someone's revealed something on Twitter about what's going to be happening. I have no idea. Well, that's, that's good. That's good a, Cause I wanted you yeah, to keep a, that to yourself anyway. That's, that's a for me. <laughs> That, you know, oh, I would never, you know, I would never spoil things just because I like spoilers. Um, but I'm I'm really intrigued about tomorrow's episode. So, yeah, I might yeah. have to watch it in the morning before work.
1: <laughs> well, you said you start, what, 1 o'clock? So you got plenty of time yes, in the morning to watch it.
0: plenty of time to drink my hot cocoa or even watch it on the potty. <laughs> yeah, Let's we can do that off.
1: now. Just take your phone in the yeah. bathroom. It's all good.
0: I wash my hands. Everything's fine. <laughs>
1: I know, I was thinking I was talking to somebody at work today that this is the, the first Friday in like two or three weeks that I actually have to go to work. I haven't had off this Friday. So like I got used to my little routine of waking up first thing in the morning to watch Mandalorian and now I got to wait all afternoon before I can get home and watch it. So it's going to be a long day tomorrow waiting yeah, to watch that show.
0: I've been working early on Friday, so I'm closing on a Friday and it's... So I got to hopefully watch it in the morning. But if not, I'm sure Twitter will tell me exactly what's going on. Oh, for sure.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> By the time you start work, it will be out there. Thanks,
0: Twitter. Which is going
1: to be the other hard thing is I'm going to have to avoid social media all day tomorrow yes. because yes. I know it's going to be out there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is hard enough as it is. <laughs>
0: it's a side um, quest. It's yeah, going to be a re- side
1: quest. Really, yeah. Just find <laughs> something to do at work to distract yourself from from social media and, and mm-hmm. you know not working. Maybe actually yeah. try to do work while I'm there. We'll see.
0: It's so. It was so hard this week not to like correct people about Baby Yoda's name. <laughs> like, don't you know? Because we have Baby Yoda product in the store. It's Baby Yoda. I'm like, is it? Is does it, it say? Does it yeah. say
1: the child on the stuff, or does it?
0: It's. It says the child. So okay. Disney does not want him referred to as Baby Yoda. Yeah. So every all the product that comes out is the child. Yeah. Which is fine. I'm okay with the Disney. Yeah. You know? i okay wonder now that we have a
1: name if they're actually going to change yeah. all the box art to Grogu.
0: <laughs> Grogu. It'll be interesting when the product comes out in January what it actually says in the box because yeah. the product is already created. And I feel like if it would have said Grogu, there probably would have been leaks already.
2: Oh,
1: true.
0: People, people just can't keep their mouths shut. Yeah. And the leaks usually happen in Europe. Like we hear a lot from... Yeah. So Fair. I have a funny feeling it would have it would have come out. Someone would have snapped a picture and been <laughs> creepy about it.
1: Well, uh, I think that's where we're going to end this one. Yeah, so we've effectively talked for an hour, which is about sort of what I expected. We didn't really have too much to go on. It's just one episode, basically, of the show, and we talked for an hour. So that's, you know, Star Wars. Yay. That's what we do. Okay. Uh, Choke on it.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I really want that posted somewhere. Just a quote from Paula Miller. Choke on it. Choke on Choke your Star on. Wars.
0: Star Wars. Choke on it.
1: <laughs> Very forceful about it too. Just really hammered home.
0: The Force awakens.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's it for us. Uh, Paula again, thank you for coming on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh
1: we'll try to we'll try to reconvene for the end of season 2. Hopefully, we can get together with everybody and and have a joint group conversation about all the cool shit that we've seen in the last three episodes. I would love that. Uh, but at this point, uh, we're going to take a break, and I'll be handing it over to Josh whenever we come back. we'll uh, Josh and I will sit down and talk about our conversation for the, the same type of topic. So you'll probably hear some repeat questions, but hopefully some different answers. We'll see.
0: Don't let me down, Josh.
1: <laughs> All the pressure's on you. <laughs> All right, and we're back uh, for the second half of this episode, which includes a new guest. So joining me now for a continued discussion on The Mandalorian
3: is mediocre Star Wars fan Josh Zorch. That is probably the most accurate and uh, uh, the moniker that I should take the least offense to, <laughs> so far recently. So yeah, we're, that's uh, that's quite apt. I figured that was a safe safe description. <laughs> uh, all right. So before we get
1: too far into, this, I'm going to give another heads up. Spoiler alert still applies from earlier in the episode. We're still knee deep into spoilers. What everything is fair game as far as Mandalorian. Star Wars in general and stuff like that. So, if you've skipped ahead for whatever reason to this part of the conversation, spoilers are still in game, are still fair game. We will still cover whatever the hell we want to. <laughs> uh, so, Josh, you had a chance to catch up on Paul and I's conversation, correct?
3: I did. It was a very enjoyable chat to listen to.
1: Okay. Good deal. Uh, all right. So, we're going to jump right back into it. So, mainly, uh, we tried to do this episode to get thoughts on Ahsoka's appearance in The Mandalorian. Okay. I know you and you know. I even mentioned in the intro have a very general Star Wars knowledge. You've seen the mm-hmm. movies and the Mandalorian, correct? Uh Yes. Anything other than that?
3: No. Uh, in in fact, like listening, and this is not obviously the first time that uh, these other properties and and lore shows were brought up uh, in in the history of BryGuy. But um, yeah, like anytime that Rebels or Clone Wars, extended universe novels, any of that has been. Uh, part of the discussion, it, you know, if it's an episode that I've been on, if uh, listeners, if you go back and and listen to any of those, you will notice a very prolonged silence from me uh, for a long time. Um, but, and and if it's not one that I was a, a guest on and I, I was just a, a fan and listener of, um, I, I you know, tried to listen uh, with rapt attention as much as possible. Um, I mean. People who are into any kind of world building IP, whether it's Star Wars, Harry Potter, Marvel, comics, anything, Game of Thrones, uh, it doesn't even have to be genre, just general world building is, I think, drawn to the details. Yeah. And the more it broadens, the more that there is to uncover is more interesting. So even if it's all jumbled in my head and I don't you know, put the pieces together in the way that they are yet, um, it's always interesting to listen to.
1: Okay. Well, that's a good start. So this – we're sort of just going to jump into, the, I think, the question that Paula sort of presented to you on the last the, – well, the first part. Mm-hmm. Uh, more or less, has the stuff you've seen so far in The Mandalorian, all these sort of breadcrumbs and stuff like that, does that interest you into diving into any of the other world-building shows like Clone Wars or Rebels or anything else that's out there?
3: Uh, well, I, I, I did hear her uh... – challenge is not the, the the right word but the, the <laughs> query she poses um i think there's a bit you know, of a challenge in there a little a little bit yeah it, it almost seemed like I, i'm gonna ask you this but i'm more or less there's an expectation laid down it's like it's one of those th- things you tell the kids like reverse psychology of like you won't yes. do it you you won't watch this yes there was almost like okay i'm gonna check in with you in a couple of weeks and there's <laughs> this unspoken in indirect obligation i'm setting in front of you yes um well I, I obviously I do uh have an answer to that um but let's kind of go through our discussion and I think my response will then make more sense.
1: Okay. Yeah, we'll cover what we have and we'll 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 end with that. We'll loop back around
3: to that. Okay. Uh, uh well, one thing before before we do dive in yeah, I want to yeah. say that um during during your chat um you made a comment to uh Paula regarding me said uh, oh hey all right Josh well you got one fan And Paula responded, oh, I always think, I always care about what Josh thinks. Now, I will say the use of the word fan by you implies that that person has like a positive view (laughs) of what the person's thoughts are and and whatnot. I don't necessarily think I could make that presumption. (laughs) Caring caring about what someone is saying or doing or thinking doesn't always necessarily mean they're a fan. And I I try to take that humbly. (laughs) And I tried to give you a compliment on there and now you're spinning it back the other way. (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm not good at taking compliments. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, I'm I'm too uh, self-aggrandizing. I don't know. That's fair. Uh, all right. So given
1: again, sort of like your general Star Wars knowledge, and compounded that with whatever details Paula or myself have or will give you. Yeah. Uh, for some of these characters, again, the whole reason for this was to talk about Ahsoka and her final live action live action appearance in a Star Wars show. Mm -hmm. uh so we'll just kick off with that what did you think having you know again sort of a passing knowledge of the character in star wars what did you think of live action
3: ahsoka um so my give it's my exposure to her is simply from a visual sense i have seen pictures i have seen short video clips of the animated version and whatnot I don't really know anything about the personality, the mannerisms, the right. speech patterns. I don't know anything about the character other than basically just the superficial image. Yeah. Um I the only critique I had, and I think I, I would have this regardless of whether I had a reference or not, the only critique I would have from the the very basic visual sense is that the part of her head that I'm just gonna call her hair like the tails sure yeah i i think i expected that like it i think i expected that to feel like it moved a little bit more yeah whereas the construction of it seemed they, to be fair they they may have thought look if we don't have if this thing is just solid on her head we don't have to worry about its behavior and how right. it moves we don't have to account for that but i think visually it would have been more interesting in a live action sense if it wasn't like it it looked like it was it was one of the few things that looked like a costume to me that i've seen especially on this show um and that's a very nitpicky thing i uh, i i admit but um it just stood out to me a a little bit other than that um i think like from the moment she was on screen and i kind of knew that like, when they said the name in the previous episode or two, I'm like, oh, that's that character. I know what she looks like. But right. We'll right. talk about her all the time. So the moment that the episode opens with her especially, and I, I think, like, you guys, I at least knew enough that she was coming eventually this season. And just from the start, it's like opening scene, opening moment. Oh, shit, Ahsoka's on screen. She looked badass.
1: Yeah, I was very surprised they showed her that soon. I really thought it was going to be—I would have put money on her being the tease, like the the season finale tease. Like we're just going to slowly get to Ahsoka, and then by the time mm-hmm. we get to the finale,
3: there she is. Sure, and it, I could have seen that playing out if they didn't do it that way. I at the at the very least, like writing down that I, um, I I was happy that if they were going to do this, it was literally right from the jump. Yeah, Um, if they and and if they had waited till the season finale for such a uh, from what I can tell from you guys, it's like such a big thing to be happening. If it would have been, well, she's in like the last half of the episode or she's in the last 10 minutes and maybe she'll show up in episode two or three of season three. This was 40 minutes of her. Right. with A little bit of other people thrown in. And if they're going to do it, I'm glad they did it.
1: Well, that's a, you know, it's a fine line, too, and I don't remember how much we covered when Paul and I talked, but for a show that's called The Mandalorian, Mm -hmm. and I don't know if it just comes with more of the anticipation for seeing Ahsoka, but they gave her a lot of screen time in this episode, which starts to make me a little bit fearful for the show (laughs) as a whole, Mm -hmm. because, like, you still want to follow Mando and and Grogu now uh, and see what their adventure gets up to, where they go, characters that they meet along the way, scenarios they get into. I... As much as, again, I love the Star Wars lore and the world building and the breadcrumbs that lead to the, the larger galactic conflict. But I don't want too much of that to distract from what I thought this show was from season one, which was the outskirts mm-hmm. of the galaxy and smaller conflicts. And, like, you're you're peripherally seeing the effect of the galactic civil war on the galaxy, but you're not in it. Like, it's starting right, to feel right. like... You're never crossing
3: getting... paths with it, but you're right. Right. you see the effects it has and now it's starting to feel like
1: we're getting in it and mm-hmm. i don't know how much i like that so do do you
3: feel and, and and i agree with you that that there's been a distinct shift from season 1 to season 2 in that regard um just in the focus of the story yeah um i don't so far in season 2 i can't really get a sense of what i think the focus of everything is i don't right. i don't really I so like I've been wanting to say this for a while and I I know it's, I'm, it's not an original thought I've seen it everywhere but to me this especially into the second season it feels like this should be called side quest the show. Oh yes. Yeah, I agree. Like I I kind of understand overall the Mandalorian character we are following is trying to get Grogu baby Yoda somewhere. Yes. Everything happens along the way in his journey to do that but i've seen i've perceived less of the overall arc of that piece of it in season two every episode so far has been yes i'm trying to go to the next stop and in order to do that this person needs a thing i got to do a thing to get information to get armor to do a thing to get a thing just to be able to go to the next stop right and it's just the next stop the next stop the next stop i don't really see the end game yet per se with the overall purpose will be building to I and it's don't... almost like how they have to do it for episodic tell like
1: what they're seemingly trying to do for like episodic television like that's the best way to mm-hmm. keep episodes for the most part self-contained yeah like you have the overarching we're just trying to get somewhere we still don't know where that somewhere is mm-hmm. but this is the little mini adventure that happens on the way there
3: which i will agree now it given a comment you made in your discussion with paula which was it seems like you are enjoying this and i guess i will call it a slight throwback even though it's only been a few years (laughs) to a episodic weekly view of something you don't binge right you know see it like normal television um even though i maybe i wasn't alive for it as much but my perception of shows that were on heavy syndication they were on nick at night they were on other networks when i was growing up that were showing you know tv from the 70s or 80s the the, the impression i have of a lot of that was not to like the, the goal was really not to tell narrative the goal was to tell episodic weekly stories right and maybe the audience didn't care about the broader picture or maybe they didn't care because that's not what they were given to care about so they learned not to care about it I don't know yeah so like was it chicken or the egg I don't know this so far like season two feels that way to me that either they're making it as as if like at the end of whatever like episode eight of this season whether anything significant has happened or not it seems like they're not that preoccupied with it like there, I, I don't yet see the road ahead.
1: Right. And you have to wonder if that's this. because they don't know where they're going or how much longer they want this series to last. It's it's one of the, I feel like it starts to get to the point where like, and I always come back to it because it's one of my favorite shows, but Lost. Like mm-hmm. Lost was a big hit. It had a lot of hype around it where viewers were tuning in every week to see the mysteries and what's going on. And it got to the point where ABC wanted to just continue making the show because it's a moneymaker for them. But the writers are like, we know where we need to get to in between there. We have no idea basically what the hell's going on or how long to prolong this. Mm-hmm. So that's why the middle of that series falls apart because they don't know what the fuck they're doing or where the end game is. Right. And then finally somewhere in season three, they said, okay, you're getting six seasons and that's where you're going. And suddenly the the light, they see the light at the end of the tunnel and the writing and story and narrative get that much tighter. Because they know how to get where they want to go and how to get there. And and maybe there are discussions that they're having behind the scenes for Mandalorian. Like I'm I'm hoping that they know. Like okay, we want to go. You know, if we have our choice, four seasons or five seasons. Because I don't think they can prolong Mando runs with Baby Yoda for ten years. I don't think that show's going to last that long if that's all it is.
3: If it's side quest, especially if it's eight episodes that you're waiting a year to get right. the next piece. Yes. correct. So
1: I agree. we, we need either some sort of storytelling, like a narrative decision to happen. That's some sort of twist to sort of flip the show on its head, to suddenly give you something else to, to wonder about or ask questions about or anticipate. If it's just the same idea that doesn't really change. Cause I feel like the difference between this season and the first season, the first season Still had the same idea. Mando decides to save Baby Yoda and keep him from the Imperials, which is the same plot that's happening in Season 2. The difference is that in Season 1, and I'm trying to remember in Season 1, I don't remember too many like bigger-name Star Wars lore cameos that showed up. Okay. Season 2, we're five episodes in, And we have Ahsoka, we have Bo-Katan, we have Boba Fett. Like, these are big-name fucking people in Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And we're five episodes in, and three of those five episodes have larger Star Wars universe connections. Sure. So, I don't know if that's like... And again, it's it's a catch-22 for me, because I love that stuff. As a fan that absorbs all this stuff and knows the background on some of these characters, when they pop up, my head explodes every single week. Then I'm like, who are we going to see? What is going to go on? (laughs) What's going to, you know, blow my mind this week. But
3: it, yeah, yeah, I, but I do it, think it's it, it sounds like this. Th- you didn't think it was going to be done through this vehicle.
1: No, I I would have hoped. I Like and again, some of these I feel like are. are. To the to your point of sort of like a connected universe, I think you were talking about like Marvel and, and Game of Thrones and stuff like that. I feel like Disney is unsure what to do with Star Wars. The movies are very divisive with people. The, especially the sequel trilogy right now. Mm-hmm. Um the one thing that Star Wars fans seem to all get behind right now is the Mandalorian. So this becomes now their testing ground, I think. Which I think this Ahsoka episode very much leans to like a backdoor pilot for this character. Like, okay, we're going to throw in an episode. We're going to give her some time to shine. If the fans and you know, the internet or whoever they're look they're gauging this response on if they take to it well enough, okay, let's see more of her somewhere else down the line and something, maybe mm-hmm. not necessarily this show. Right. But if it tracks well enough, we could give her her own series. There's been rumors cool. of Boba Fett spinoff type of thing possibly happening. I haven't seen anything official for that yet. And I guess it depends if he comes back up sometime in season two and
3: what they do with that character. But that's definitely a cameo that has to lead somewhere. So, and to that point specifically, um, I feel like I remember hearing rumblings of a Boba Fett show ever since the idea of Disney plus was officially announced and they said, we're going to make original content and it's going to be for these IPs. If, in my opinion, again, coming from, from, from my position in, in this particular fandom arena, it would seem redundant to me or strange to have your, Really, am I? It seems like initially only famous Mandalorian character from the first nine movies who isn't the central character and star of this show that they have called The Mandalorian and that they are following, and then make a separate spinoff just for that character who's not, a, I don't want to say effectively the same thing, but the, from what I was picking up from people, the sort of, uh, urban legend and the cult uh fan status that boba fett garnered over so many years was because of the look of the armor because there's very few and especially before the the prequel trilogy yeah that um it, it it was sort of like that cool masked mystery character and let's it'd be really fun to know more about what he's about what his background is where does he come from why does he do those things what is he wearing is that does that mean something etc I think, I mean, in my opinion, it feels like they're telling that story. They're answering almost every question about the, they're answering the questions that came out of the lore of Boba Fett with some of the background of the Mandalorian without yeah. it having to be Boba Fett. So like like, is Boba Fett himself, is that specific character still of interest? Like what more can be garnered and learned from that that would still be interesting that you're not already getting answers to like especially if you don't necessarily want to know if you don't want to be shoved back into the main skywalker uh you know darth vader saga years. like the main the main storylines doing it feels like doing something with boba fett like inevitably that's exactly where you'd be trapped
1: yeah i think you know that i remember when disney bought Lucasfilm when there was talk of all these spin-off movies that they were gonna do. That's where like the Obi-Wan Kenobi spin-off movie was sort of on the table. Um, that's where Rogue One was on the table. We had Rogue One on the table. We had I think at some point maybe like a Yoda film was supposedly on the table. Um and I do remember hearing rumblings of the Boba Fett movie when, you know, when Disney wanted to put all this stuff in theaters. And I feel like, if I remember right, I feel like Boba Fett was the one that Josh Trank was supposed to do, and then he got canned from that job. Oh, okay. If, if the rumors are true. Is that part um, of the um, Fantastic Four fallout? I think it was part of that, yeah. Some of that stuff. Uh, okay. But, you know, I don't know what Boba Fett's movie entailed. I don't know if it was going to be just like a bounty hunter movie featuring Boba Fett, if it was going to be like a Boba Fett backstory movie. And if it's more sort of a, a backstory or continuation of his character, because the last we see of him, he falls in the Sarlacc pit in Return of the Jedi. Right. And, you know, it's up to the Star Wars fans to decide. If you ask any Star Wars fan, he definitely made it out. So now we get confirmation he survived the pit. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if that movie would have been post-Return of the Jedi to see his journey out of the pit and what happens to him after that, or if it would be more of a prequel like the heyday of bounty hunting for Boba Fett pre-Empire Strikes Back or something like that. I don't know what they're... But sort of what I'm getting at is there could have been story ideas in the movie that they have then folded into The Mandalorian to use for him. Or at the Mm -hmm. very least, they're saving them for this rumored mini-series that
3: he might be a part of. Perhaps. Yeah, I I think the general question being how how much and to what degree can we expect this series to be its own self-contained thing and is that the impression we think we were given from the get-go or was it one we invented for ourselves yeah um it, it is it is you know part part of the equation to work out um I, I yeah i'm not i i not just because of my knowledge base right now but honestly so what what people say all the time for instance that the world of comic books can be extremely uh overwhelming and intimidating for anybody new especially in the 2000s is to right. to get into because you have decades of back source material for some of this stuff yeah, yeah yeah so sometimes when they do you know complete reboots dc does it every couple of years apparently the last 15 20 years um is sometimes if they do an entire like company reboot or a character line reboot that you know people describe it as like that's a way for us to get people in at the ground level again who there's no way that they're going to understand how to obtain and make sense of consuming 30 years of of back material right right honestly for myself um i don't know if i can necessarily speak for sarah in this regard but i wouldn't be surprised if she would say something kind of similar that for for me the mandalorian was that thing for me for Star Wars, um, and maybe one of the reasons that in the past I—I I mean, one of the several reasons in the past that you know I haven't gone out to uh, like watch the animated shows and and whatnot. This seemed cool. It's getting made. You know, it starts in 2019. I'm like, the production value on this, the effects on this, are going to be amazing. Disney is spending all the world's money on everything they're doing. It's not going to be chintzy, um, and it's something that I don't necessarily have to know everything to come into. Right. And and even if there is a bunch of stuff in there that would either enhance my experience or just make more sense to me or whatever, if I did know it, that's fine. But I can enjoy and follow everything that I'm seeing now. And the more that at least just looking at this show, that they do seem like that that they kind of splinter all those outside things on. I'm like, okay, I can appreciate that. That thing looks cool. But if it's framed in such a way that I know there's it's obvious that there are so many other implications and meaning to the meanings to these things that I'm not picking up and I'm not aware of. Yeah, that actually I mean I understand it kind of maybe fuels paula's argument and well okay well then go learn all the stuff that you don't know right i get well, that side of it but if i'm if if what i'm going into this believing is that i don't need to do all that stuff to be able to completely get everything that i'm supposed to out of this then it's it becomes a little disconcerting
1: well i guess that's the part that I've, one question i had for you that i was going to try to bring up Okay. Probably good time as now as any, but the like the cameos and like the lore background that Star Wars fans are getting, paul and I are picking up on, but might go sure. over your head, or or you're seeing them focus on something that you're not sure what that is or why that's important, so you're just kind of brushing it off. Is any of that stuff distracting to you, or does it sort of to Paula's point, feed the fuel that it's like, well, I don't know what that is, but I'm curious
3: enough to want to find out what that is So I feel I had very few moments of that in the first season yeah which i think is by design that at that at the very least if i was never going to consider consuming any more than i already have i wasn't given the impression from the plots and the writing and the characters that i was missing a ton by not doing so yeah these first five episodes especially the the last three are starting to feel that way more I mean, is it is it distracting to you, or or I curiosity say, getting the better of you? The, I I wouldn't say distracting yet. Okay. In 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 the in in the way that it's um. How do I want to say I I th- I think tying it to to something we were talking about a few minutes ago. I think it is becoming distracting to the and as you sort of mentioned, it is distracting from what the rest of the plot is supposed to be right the whole hook of season what the purpose of the show is supposed to be yeah if it's if we're only now learning what the show is supposed to be or if they are like if they kind of pivoted from season one to season two to what they're now designing a different a slightly different purpose to be I, i can't quite tell that but is it distracting me from that particular scene or that particular episode to the point that I'm like, oh, now I just can't keep track of things. No, yeah, not so much. Okay, they're um, they're at least doing a good. I feel like they're doing a good enough job of. In the moment, telling you what anything you need to know, to just understand what you're watching in the moment.
1: Okay. Yeah, and I, really, I think, that's think, all think, the
3: show needs to do. Yeah, and now to be fair, like uh Katie Sakoff's character in was it Bo Bo Bo-Katan? Yes. Yeah. Um, I had no idea she was a thing. Yeah. Before that. So like a uh, Ahsoka is much more iconic and and visually representative in, in pop culture and the zeitgeist.
0: Mm-hmm. Um
3: so that I, I, I would have recognized Bo Katan, I did not know until after the show. So I had no reaction to her before that. But right. I also wasn't okay. lost. Like they yeah. gave me if 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 they're going to do that, as long as they give you enough that it might be apparent that there's more to this that come from something else. But my lack of knowledge, my absence of knowledge of that at the moment is not going to allow me to understand what is happening and what is what they are saying, what they are referencing and talking about. Then that's a failure on their part, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. And I I haven't experienced that yet.
1: And I guess Paul and I's hope is that like when the character like Bo-Katan shows up, who, you know, going into the episode, you know nothing about. You learn a little bit about her in that episode. But over the course Mm -hmm. of that episode, she interests you so much that it's going to be like, wait. I want to know what's up with her because there's more of her story other places. <laughs> um, It's sort of just going with the, on the cameo route. Um, Do you think we'll see any other, as far as you know, like characters that are sort of in your wheelhouse that you can pick out that might pop up? Do you th- expect to see, or would you want to venture any guesses for any like either famous Jedi or other famous star Wars characters that either, either you think might show up or maybe
3: you'd like to see show up? Because at this point, I feel like most cameos are on the table. So before I answer that, so I actually was I knew I would need to double check our clarification with you guys on this. So the th- this show is taking place f- between episodes six and seven. Yes. And it's on the more recent side of episode six. Yes. It's probably five ish like a, years after Return of the Jedi so 25ish years before force awakens okay perfect um so um i mean yeah i guess in that timeline given anybody who hasn't died yet and who is either still around that i know that either shows up in cuz you think it's at this point or, let's or see that like the galaxy um, at large that i'm aware of too the galaxy at large the rebel alliance has defeated
1: the empire they mm-hmm. are in the process of restructuring the government they're making the new republic but the empire is so spread out and rooted in the entire galaxy that that sects of the empire that are around mm-hmm. have sort of broken into splinter groups mhm and each group is still trying to the, the emperor was the unifying force for the empire without the empire or without the emperor the empire it just kind of there's like power grabs. So there's, there's people that are higher in the hierarchy of the empire that say, okay, well, I'm in charge of this sect of the military. So they're my group and we're going to do our thing. And then there's other person that's in charge of this group. And we're going to do that. There's no unifying force for the empire. Okay. Um, and with the new Republic being spread thin, Leia presumably is trying to structure that government together and deal with the problems of, of insurrection from the empire that just doesn't want to go away. On top of trying to unify the galaxy under the New Republic, um, I really don't know what Han would be doing at this time. I don't know if he'd be part of the government or, mm-hmm. you know, involved in the military because it's it's still hit or miss whether or not he was actually ever into that really that thing. I would think he'd yeah. be by Leia's side, but if her if she's doing government
3: work and he doesn't give a shit about government work, I don't really know what the hell he's doing. Um, so it's a, it's a good point. So I, I I think potentially the the. Again, if we're and if we're also trying to maybe have things occur that aren't integral to the rest of the plot, they're just things that happen. So, given that timeline, so if we're twenty-five years away from the opening moments of Force Awakens, yeah, at some point along this path, whether it has already started or not, the is it the fir- the First Order? Yeah. The, okay, so the 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 First Order will start to build at some point. Yes looking at all the characters that are arguably 30 to 40 years old in force awakens if you had a a a compelling reason to cross paths with them maybe not even in a a way that necessarily said oh i can already see how you end up how you end up because i you're six right now yeah but it could be cool, for instance. like, in, in, I would have more interest in coming across very, very young versions of characters who are in their 30s to 40s in Force Awakens, as opposed to people who are already adults and have done a lot by the time Episode 6 is done. Like, I don't want to run into Han Solo. I don't want to run into Leia. But what I what could be cool is... What if he came across a seven-year-old um, Admiral Hux? Yeah. What if that's... he came across just a kid in a village whose name is Poe Dameron? Right. Who's who's not necessarily a rebel yet. Who's not a fighter. You don't know, you have to see the the slick-talking person who's you know maybe running errands for some guy in the village, and you see a, you just encounter it. Yeah. It's 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 a thing he comes across, but it's inconsequential to both him and the later story. And I'm also Those wondering... Those are the kinds of... Go ahead.
1: Well, just, just that, like... Again, Disney is... I feel like they, they get really gun-shy with stuff like this, where I feel like they should just stick to their creative guns, fuck what everybody thinks on the internet, and just do mm-hmm. what you want to do. Sure. I think Rise of Skywalker has proven they don't want to do that. Okay. It's such a reaction to internet hate and all the pissed off fanboy man baby people that are on the internet that want to bitch about Star Wars because it, they're tarnishing their childhood or whatever the fuck their problem is with it. Right. Those people are influencing Star Wars more than I'd like them to. And to that point, as divisive as that sequel trilogy is, I would be really surprised if Disney would lay breadcrumbs like that for a trilogy that is that divisive. Like they're, oh, okay. they're like, hitting even, the like, pocket of original trilogy it, kind stuff. Kind of ignoring it. Right. Know because all that's together. that's what everybody wants. They want orig- that's the that's the the Venn diagram for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. The original trilogy is the one thing everyone can agree on that that's what Star Wars is. Okay. You have people that and, like I, the prequels, you have people that like the sequel trilogy, you have people that like you know, the original trilogy and all the stuff in between, but the majority of people, the the OG original trilogy Star Wars is Star Wars and that's the the best way to hit the mm-hmm. most people. It's the, it's the lowest common denominator for Star Wars. Instead of Disney mm-hmm. just saying, we're going to take a creative direction. If you like it, you like it. We're yep. going to a- try to attract fans for this specific
3: genre or whatever we want to do. It doesn't seem like they're doing that. So correct me if I'm wrong. So uh, you guys also men- mentioned it in your discussion earlier that Clone Wars takes place... Well, bo- both Clone Wars and Rebels take place between episodes three and four, correct? Clone Wars is... Between 2 and 3. Okay. And I forget those storylines. So episode 2 ends. It's not until. It's not until episode 3. That he uses. The clones to turn on the rest of people. Between 2 and 3. The clones are seen as our good forces.
1: Right. So like episode 2 ends. Yoda is quoted as saying like. Begun the
3: Clone Wars have. Yeah, Yeah. And the cartoon picks up. Right in the middle of the Clone Wars. So in many ways, the clones are maybe not the heroes, but they are not the antagonists. No, it's still, you're still,
1: for the most part, like Count Dooku is the villain of the Clone Wars. Him and the Emperor, the shady Emperor. They're the ones that are the evil army trying to bring about destruction and disorder in the galaxy. And it's the Republic, which is the clone troopers and the Jedi, trying to
3: combat that and keep the galaxy together. That's the gist of the Clone Wars. Right, right. So, so in that right, so in that case, the Clone War, the clones are still on the side of the everyone else who we believe are the good guys. Yes. Okay. Now, this most recent
1: season of Clone Wars that they did, that they made exclusively for Disney Plus, um, the the latter part of it, the last four episodes, run concurrently with Revenge of the Sith, which is episode three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, because by the time we get to Revenge of the Sith, Anakin turns uh the clone Mm -hmm. wars end and you know sort of it that the clone wars end and then all shit breaks loose and hits the fan because he becomes darth vader and the the larger star wars universe and everything spirals out of control from there Mm -hmm. but you can't have a show called the clone wars experience the clone wars and take place after revenge of the sith because that's your end point is revenge of the sith
3: okay that makes sense and then and then but rebels is kind of the lead up after sith that's the lead up to episode 4.
1: I think there's probably about a 20ish year gap between 3 and 4. Mhm. Um and Rebels is about I want to say 4 it's 4 seasons, so we'll say ballpark 4 years
3: before mm-hmm. A New Hope. Okay, and where it ends kind of butts right to the beginning of New Hope. Like Galaxy
1: it it kind of ep- there's an epilogue in Rebels that coincides with Return of the Jedi. Um but the majority of Rebels is The Rebel Alliance is starting to figure out ways to hit and run the Empire. It's a lot of guerrilla tactics type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And over the course of that series, uh, this different rebel sects that have been scattered across the galaxy suddenly start to join together to form a larger rebellion. And then we get the rebellion in A New Hope.
3: Okay. So, given everything... So, to me, it sounds like, yes, maybe your bread and butter sweet spot center point is the original trilogy the middle trilogy but you've already got a fair amount of backstory and things that are filling in timelines between the prequel trilogy and that one yes so if your current mandalorian series that you're working on happens after the conclusion of episode six even if you have a character like ahsoka or bo katan that appeared in timelines prior to those events or concurrent with those other events. I, I get the point you're making about like, well, that's, that's the period that everybody loves. That's what they want to see. That's what they want to draw from. It feels like there's already been, it sounds like there's been a fair amount of material that's already tried to do that. Now, and I like think why you have the show set between episodes six and seven, you have a 30 year timeline to deal with. Why not exploit that? Right. Why not use that now as Filling in the pieces that weren't there before, maybe not even filling in the pieces. Like I said, just if so. Part of this question started by you asking like about cameos I'd like to see or this or that. I'm just saying what might be interesting. Right. It would be potentially interesting to me to have inconsequential appearances of possible of some sequel trilogy characters that appear in inconsequential fashions. Yeah. But because if there's been decades of the past already like your show is taking place in that time period, why not use it? Yeah, I I agree because I think
1: and this is getting to like a larger just Star Wars general discussion, but the the that 30-year gap between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens has always been a time period to me that I has a lot of questions. That's mm-hmm. the that's the time period in Star Wars that I want to know all the details that I can get for. Mm-hmm. And I figured they wouldn't do anything with it until we knew how the sequel trilogy concluded. Well, we've got that now. So sure. I'm still waiting for them to put something in there. Mm-hmm. And they really haven't. Even, like you said, the Mandalorian is something that, yes, fits that 30-year gap, but it's much closer to the original trilogy stuff. So it can keep that aesthetic and that vibe and that feel because, again, sure. they, that's where the fan base is. Um. But, but at some point I, I think Disney has to stick to again stick to their creative guns and just say we have a story we want to tell that's 5 years before Force Awakens and just mm-hmm. fucking do it.
3: Yeah, and if there's one to be told, like I think the 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 root of Rogue One you already had some kind of you, you knew where you were going to end up and they decided that here this is the story of this and here's the conclusion of those efforts. Yeah. Maybe they don't have something like that that can easily be plucked out uh, as connective tissue between, you know, maybe leading up to immediately into like episode seven, but they've already got this property they're running. They're in their second season. This is the time area you're in, and and yes, you might be closer to the end of in your timeline. You might be closer to the end of episode six than you are to the beginning of seven. But again, that's why I'm saying like it would be more interesting to me for him to just happen to cross paths with people who we will see later rather than everybody we already know and have all of this backstory for, and experiencing them in a way that doesn't necessarily define or um, uh, alter either of their paths is is a way that you could maybe... You could keep it fresh without necessarily having... You could pay fan service in ways that doesn't have to rewrite lore. It doesn't have to redefine anything. It just happens and it's fun and they move on and you're still within the bigger narrative of the story.
1: Do you think the show would do a time jump like an Avengers 5 or 10 years later somewhere down the line?
3: Potentially, I don't know if they would go. I mean, we'll see how this season wraps up, but I maybe not that far, but I could see maybe several months.
1: Cuz I feel like if it's something that just sort of occurred to me thinking that 30-year gap that they have to cover, like really, you could still use a baby Yoda prop because if he's fifty and looks like a baby, ten years ain't gonna do shit. Like you could effectively lose, use the same thing. And if yeah, you just want to have him speak a little bit more or have a better force abilities, you time jump a couple years and he's learned all that stuff off screen type of thing.
3: It could potentially. So one thing that you and and Paula had brought up part the 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 part that you you said to her about uh, what if he ends up at Luke's Jedi school <laughs> and Ben ends up killing him uh, that was. Amazing real life clickbait. That was wonderful. <laughs> um, sorry, Paula, <laughs> uh, but the, the the reaction was too too good to pass up.
1: She skirted around that issue pretty good. Like it was, yeah. I really thought she'd struggle with that, but it was like, no, Ben Solo. It's got to be. I'm siding with Ben Solo. It doesn't matter
3: what he does. <laughs> um, but to the point that you guys also made about, um, uh, you know, a a sort of uh, teenage baby Yoda at some point. But yeah. so here, here's my theory on that. If we presume that the maturity um, timeline for a species that lives nine hundred years is proportionate to one that only lives for seventy five, it doesn't mean that that thing, you know, if obviously we're seeing fifty year old Baby Yoda, is still like an infant. Yeah still like a toddler it's it's not that he's become an adult you know 30 years earlier and is just an adult for longer right if they have the same proportional time frames for their life then even 20 years that 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 thing is 70 years old he's maybe four years old
1: right we got to get to like 200 300 range
3: yeah because you're telling me like yoda dies when he's like 900 950 something right right in that range. Yeah. So uh, if you're working on that kind of scale, right, right. Even even 20 years is not going to do shit. Yeah. For for that. If if they stick to something like that, I do think the ideas in general are interesting and that would be fun to explore to see because effectively, it, again, yeah, if he has the same lifespan then yeah, he's only like 70 or 75 by the time that Rise of Skywalker ends. Yes. And so, what happens to the rest of his life, et cetera? Like, if that's how far they're going to go, I don't know. That that could be fun to explore, but um, yeah, it's going to be interesting how they retcon that because, like, if he if Grogu is
1: is somewhat important to Star Wars mythos and the lore of Star Wars, they have to explain why he's not there or around in the sequel trilogy when they presumably would need
3: him, right?
1: So right. I'm I'm anxious and, and, to get those answers.
3: Yeah, and and to be fair, some of this stuff that they're bringing up, like it would have it would be really cool to know that everything we're watching is perhaps influenced by see i i would i would almost rather learn that the events we know affect them not that their involvement has anything to do with what we already know
1: you're talking about the sequel trilogy stuff like the yes. stuff
3: we're seeing now are the breadcrumbs for what comes later to some degree so like you said like it, from the beginning the the fallout of return of the jedi is is seen in all these places and all these cultures and civilizations that mando is in visiting and encountering right right you know the fall of government the rebuilding who does what in what areas etc i like that idea much more than what these characters do affect the quote main storyline at all right yeah like, at the very least, I, I want these people on the outside. Yeah,
1: I thought the whole idea was for the Mandalorian to show is, like, they are passing through these events. They're not influencing
3: these events. Right. And they're not players in them whatsoever.
1: Right. Because, again, if Mando becomes such a big deal that he has to babysit Baby Yoda, for the, and if, if Baby Yoda gets to be very Force-sensitive and, and hone his skills, mm-hmm. then it has to be explained why they're not part of the Galactic Conflict 20 years from now.
3: Right right and maybe they'll get there um Um, i do want to spin
1: back around just for like sort of the cameo thing we were talking about because i've seen fan art and this might lead into the the fan casting discussion because it's some a a different a a point that i want to bring up with you too uh rosario got the role and paul and i talked about it from fan casting Mm -hmm. someone drew up a mock-up of like hey wouldn't it be cool if rosario dawson was live action ahsoka it got the attention of rosario dawson it got the attention of dave filoni one thing leads to another, and a couple years later she gets cast in the role. I'm okay. seeing a lot of fan casting now of Sebastian Stan as a young Luke Skywalker, which those posters are making their ways around the internet.
3: I've been seeing a lot of that, yeah.
1: So, and again, I feel like any character is on the table now, so hypothetically, if Luke Skywalker makes an appearance in The Mandalorian to somehow try to recruit or find Grogu, would you prefer another actor playing a younger Mark uh, Luke Skywalker, or do you think it's better, or would you prefer Mark Hamill in the role, but somehow de age him?
3: I, I think we're at the point, I, and I heard you guys talk about it, like all the deep fake technology and, and the de aging stuff and whatnot. Um, I think in certain cases, like, and, and again, you, you or Paula referenced Carrie Fisher's appearance in Rogue One. Yeah. To me, that that might make sense because you are literally recreating a moment that already exists um you have the person there and you're just trying to present them in a way that makes sense to show them in in the state that the timeline goes to right and i get that that it's effectively kind of the same argument that that, that's happening here but it's not like if you did that with a luke skywalker specifically for instance it just like we never saw him in this period of his life. We don't need to recreate something that we already have reference for. Um, like Sebastian Stan specifically would fit the part very well if that's who's getting kicked around in, in fan circles. But he's also the good age for it. Like I I don't need 60-some-year-old Mark Hamill de-aged to late 30s. Right. Why? Okay. I, I I don't, and, and it's not going to pull me out. I'm not going to see, and you you barely have to cast somebody who really closely resembles Mark Hamill. Just pick somebody who doesn't wildly unresemble him. Yeah, and it's it's fine. Just because we have this technology doesn't mean it has to be used all the time. It would be it, it, you talk about distracting earlier. That would distract the hell out of me. Yeah, see, I'm
1: I think I'm the other way. Like I really want. More or less because I think I want Mark Hamill to to have something with Luke that and you know, he's the PR part of it says he's likes Luke Ark and the, the last Jedi and all this stuff, but you watch all the behind the scenes stuff and when he was presented with that script, he did not really care for that. Mm-hmm. So he had one last hurrah as Luke. I'd I'd love to see him just do something else with the character. Again, this is this is a part of Luke's life that I really want to know what's going on in this in this time period for him and to just you be can, able to have mark come back and do something i think would
3: would just make me giddy sure and keep in mind it it's not i mean it still wouldn't be him picking what he's doing with the character well He'd true would be following yeah. someone else's writing and someone else's story and he may not like it
2: yeah
1: fair i don't know i'm just i not that i and i really enjoy what uh hap, you know luke's arc in The Last Jedi, a lot of people, I think, don't like Last Jedi. I am one of the defenders of Last Jedi. I really like that movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it's just because I'm such a fan of Luke. I just want more Luke. And, and it, it's sort of the same thing with Ahsoka, I think. like the, There's certain actors or something that I've, I've now associated with that character that it's hard for me to break that mold. And mm-hmm. as much as I like Rosario, I talked about it earlier, as much as I like Rosario as Ahsoka, not hearing Ashley Eckstein's voice for mm-hmm. this role is really hard for me to swallow. And to the same point, if they cast someone else as Luke, I have such a connection to Luke and Mark Hamill that if someone else plays Luke, especially in live action, like animation or video games, someone else voices Luke. I can get around it cause it still looks like Mark Hamill and you can you just sort of buy it. Okay. They got a different voice actor for that, but live action specifically, if
3: it's not Mark
1: Hamill, I think it's going to throw
3: me for a loop. I guess I can appreciate that, but it, I mean, eventually, if this is something they ever want to keep doing, not to be cryptic, but eventually Mark Hamill will not be available to do that.
1: And if that's the case, fine. Like, Carrie Fisher can't be used, so if they have to find someone else to be Princess Leia for some sort of cameo or something, fine. But the fact that Mark Hamill is still here, we still have him, like, I'd love to get, just give him more opportunities to play with this character.
3: Perhaps. I do not I don't know if I would want to see him pulled back to a time period that long ago. And I know that doesn't give him a whole lot. Like, you you get back to him for two seconds at the end of Force Awakens, and then he's the whole last Jedi film. So there's not, like, uh, unless you meet up with him, like, you don't really know how long he exiled himself. You don't know. I mean, I get the impression that Ben's rampage at Jedi school was not super recent, but not so long ago. Yeah. Like maybe ten years at the most. So if you go that route, then that takes you ten years before Force Awakens, which is fifteen years after where Mandalorian is. Right. So there's, you know, it's it creates a time crunch that now you're like, okay, so how far between that five year and and twenty year mark after? return of the jedi are we going to try to insert luke and what is he going to be doing is he going to be running jedi academy is he like what right i I think it just gets too choppy and i i I think the character could a lot could be done with it really cool but i think the time is passing for him to do that
2: yeah
1: yeah I i mean i i feel like my my hope is like sort of my my last gasp for this. Like I I would not expect it to happen, but that's just my last. Like maybe like <laughs> cross my fingers for it. I can appreciate that. Um. So I want to spin uh, back. So since we've sort of been talking about jedis and stuff like that, uh, yeah. the again sort of the whole reason we're trying to do this was just thoughts on Ahsoka and the most recent episodes and stuff yes. like that. And we sort of talked about Ahsoka earlier, but the other question I I think we beat around the bush with it, but definitively, do you think we'll see Ahsoka again? Whether it's in the show or a spinoff show,
3: are we going to see her again, or is she one and done episode? I I think, especially when when you cre- when they created something like Baby Yoda and kept it a secret, and then the reaction that the pop culture had to it immediately, they create you know that that was immediate. There yeah. there was no planning, there was no buildup. It was like, and now it's in the world, and it's the biggest thing. Yeah. Ahsoka seems like something that they like how like when did Clone Wars initially start like that was the first animated series right yes so when did that start off the top of my head i can't remember i will have to look it up i want to say
1: cuz they started with a movie okay like, so, so they, it, they were my, they were my... they were making the show for Cartoon Network this was like okay. Cartoon Network was still around they George Lucas was heavily involved in the creation of the show with Dave Filoni uh and they got to a point where the computer animation, George, liked the tech so much and what they were doing. They took the first three episodes of the show and turned it into an hour and a half movie. And they released that in theaters.
3: Oh, I kind of remember that. Okay. Uh, so Google is telling me the TV show started in 2008. 2008. Okay. So I wasn't quite sure, but that was, I was kind of ballparking it around there. And let's just say for sake of argument, I don't know. You don't have to confirm. Let's just say... Um, Ahsoka is in those early episodes, or she yeah. shows up in season two. She, whatever they had years to create the status in at least this fandom for what this character has become. There is no goddamn way this is the one and done. This, like, it seems like this again, it was like lightning in a bottle with baby Yoda. But now that you've waited this long to bring this character to live action, this thing is going to print your money <laughs> it is going to replace the u.s treasury the, the, the u.s mint this is this is it now disney makes their money by they run the economy by making ahsoka shit and we pay them all for it well do you think we're going to see her more in season two season three another show what what's your best I guess since i what they're only doing eight episodes this season as well i mean i guess there's a, a chance that they could i can't imagine that they would not plan for it to to think like well let's not let's let's hedge our bet just in case the reaction is not that positive and we you know already write these scripts and plan this production to have her show back up in episode seven or eight um i think from what i can tell from all of you they would be stupid to think that it would not go over wonderfully the first time right so i think there's From a story perspective, I think they'd be, I don't I guess it'd be mean to say they'd be stupid not to bring her back before the end of the season, especially if you'd have to wait a whole year to see her again. I think it'd be smart to, at the very least, and yeah, she'll probably pick back up like one or two more breadcrumbs before they would do anything outside of this with her. Okay. Um,
1: And I want to loop back around to the the fan casting point that Paul and I talked about. And I'm just curious, your thoughts on just fan casting in general. Do you think it's something you would approve of for show? Like the whole process, again, the way Rosario got cast, and maybe it's just mm-hmm. my perception of the way the, again, the way the I, that I feel personally, that my opinion, that I feel the, influ- the internet influenced what I think is the story for The Rise of Skywalker. Like okay. to me, that story feels like, it's such a reaction to what the last jedi was everyone's complaints with the last jedi the, it the looks whole, like the
3: whole movie is a message board
1: response right correct yeah so the fact that because of that movie i feel like the quote unquote fans or the internet people for star wars that that go through that length to some what seems like they've influenced the rise of skywalker as it is now you're giving them a little bit more influence on a casting of a specific Well-known and loved character for a show. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'm very iffy. Paula seemed to be a lot more uh, forgiving and and uh, happy with the decision that, like, you know, fans can help choose a role. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I really want the fans to have that much because it depends. To me, I guess where the fans are coming from. I feel like Disney is listening to the quote-unquote fans, but it's just the mean. Bitchy it's people the most, on the internet. It's the most
3: vocal. It doesn't necessarily mean it's Correct. representative, a representative population or percentage.
1: Yes. So that scares me if that's a trend that continues. Sure. So I guess um, just sort of your thoughts. I don't know. That's an yeah, over explanation
3: as to sort of where I'm at, but it's Well, I, I, I mean there there are so many other factors that go into somebody in that profession signing an agreement, a legal document, that will pay them a certain amount of money, in some cases a very lot of money, to do a thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it comes down to, does their personality gel? Does someone at the studio just not get along with them? Have they wronged them in the past? Is one of the parties a big asshole? What is the negotiations on money? What is the availability on scheduling? Does the person just have any interest in it? like All those things are going to happen. I think it's not a bad thing if there is an excited fandom group that can bring forth a good suggestion, and if all of those other things align and it happens to come to fruition and it and it ends up executing well, that's great. There's nothing necessarily wrong with that. No, in my opinion, no creative, no producer of and, and not just producer in the movie sense, just producer of stuff of art of of paintings of of tv of, of creation producers even though they rely on the people who consume their things they shouldn't always dictate their creations by what the people who may pay them for it to me there's a difference between getting commissioned and someone buying your shit yes okay if if fans want to Pull their resources and either, let's say, a fantasy land. We're gonna, we're gonna, um, uh, we're gonna kickstart this Star Wars short movie that we want you to make. And guess what, Disney? We're gonna, we are going to front the money for you. Yeah. And if you're willing to make it, and and actually be the 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 thing the 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 resource that manifests it and wills it into reality that is that is commissioning yeah right that is different than i went into an art gallery or i decided to go buy a movie ticket and i was a customer yeah that is different and that is not what should happen that is not necessarily those those people should not the the model should not become that right in my in my opinion
1: and i think part of it is is to me like There's a specific Vanity Fair article where Dave Filoni and Rosario are interviewed with, you know, the debut of Ahsoka, and Mm -hmm. part of the conversation is how Rosario got the role, which, again, goes through that whole fan casting chain of events where the picture went up online, caught the attention of Rosario, she's sharing it and sort of campaigning for it, it caught the attention of Dave Filoni that way, Dave Filoni's, Mm -hmm. you know, if he's asked, who would you put in the role, his first thought is Rosario Dawson, Relays that information to John Favreau John Favreau says I know Rosario Dawson Sure And for more or less it seems like She was the one and only pick for Ahsoka I feel like there's something to be said For a casting process of like Hey we're going to audition for this role And find mm-hmm. the best person that fits that role But at the same time You know you could argue movies do the same thing Where someone writes a role for a movie Or a TV show with a specific actor in mind And don't even chop yeah. it around to anybody else So the same thing I guess could apply, but I guess in in the in the scenario where the writer is thinking of a of a specific actor, that's the creative, the the person in charge of the creativity for the thing, yeah, is the one choosing who should play the character they're creating. Sure, this
3: is Dave's character creation, but the internet has chosen who will play that character, and I can I can I can sense and appreciate your trepidation. On that, but I would not already conclude that that is what happened. I don't okay. think it's as I, I, I and I can. I so I can appreciate your trepidation for the industry moving that way because if the creators just want to get paid, and enough people that they're seeing or saying a similar thing and they think if we do that thing they're more apt to give us their money if we just make it for them it's the lowest common denominator thing like we have seen a
1: lot of people say they like this person so let's just use that person regardless of how they fit with the role they just sort of
3: plug and play type of thing right And, and so again that leads you down two paths number one if that were to happen is the person in this case selected to do the role did they do it well and were they a good fit regardless of how it came about yeah in you know, in the case like Rosario, if if I mean there's there's been plenty of instances where people have public even even the people themselves, like the actors who were interested in roles, have tried to get public uh, you know, interest in campaigns going to, you know, quote, petition for a role and they don't right. get it. Right. And I can guarantee that you, you might be able to think of one or two off the top of your head, but there's hundreds or you know, at least dozens of high profile people who have done that. you don't ever know about or that you forgot about right so i i again I, i i would not yet assume that that is what happened in this case that that is already steamrolling the industry but i can appreciate the worry that people who really know the least or have the best creative inclinations and instincts should not be dictating the creative process
1: right and again, I I want to reiterate, I don't have a problem with Rosario Dawson in yeah, the role. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't want to seem like I'm getting very defensive cuz I don't like what she did. I think she did an excellent job. Um I just think it's like my personal hurdle that I just have to get used to seeing her in this role mm-hmm. when I'm so used to the animated version and Ashley Eckstein and stuff like that. It's that's more my personal bias maybe than than you know, what Rosario
3: did with the role and for the show and stuff like that. So that's I just want to put that on front street. Yeah, no worries. Um I mean, some things I'll mention real quick about Ahsoka in general, like I said, her appearance looked really well. The contrast of of the way that they designed the set and the environment she would be in was probably deliberate and a really good way to emphasize the visual aspects of her.
1: Yeah, I think you and I were texting about
3: that when we were sort of talking about this episode and the way her lightsabers cut through everything and stuff like that. Yeah. And 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 you have the contrast of her orange skin against the, the drab of the burned and desolate uh, uh, forest, as well as the the gray stone of this town and all that. Good production choices, honestly. Um, I just want to take another I, moment to like praise Dave flone and his direction for the show, because <laughs> he's doing a fantastic job. It was well done. Yeah, um, I, I always expect something I wrote down. I actually said I always expect episodes to be like 10 to 15 minutes longer than they are. And I think if they did that, I don't know if it's like cut down in the editing process or if they make the show so tight that they're like, no, that that 40 or 45 minutes, that is what all we wanted to give you. I, right. I, I feel they could actually benefit on many of these episodes by going another 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. To be honest. Saving it um, for the finale. That's just a that's just a feeling, a critique, an opinion. Um, Something that I wanted to run by you that I said to Sarah, I'm like, I think I remember hearing a Star Wars thing. <laughs> And, you know, going back to what, how we opened that, like, you guys do these other episodes, and I, I do listen, and I think some of it uh, I might have retained. Is the Am I correct in that the reason that at least one of her sabers is white is because she uncorrupted a previously corrupted... It, ki, 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 Kyber kizer? crystal. Kyber crystal. That, yeah. Like, it was previously a red saber, and that's how they become white sabers.
1: I'll be honest, that's the part of lore that I am not familiar with. I know there is an Ahsoka book that I actually, I, at some point I think I bought the audiobook and I'm really mad at myself for not listening to it, mm-hmm. um, which maybe that explanation is in there. Um, but I think, I'm pretty sure Bradley and Paula have both read that book, so maybe that, that
3: piece of lore came from one of them. Okay, could have. I, maybe I they got some source I that I haven't heard I'm not, not heard creative before. enough to make that up on my own. So I think I heard it somewhere. I don't recall where. Because the lore for the the kyber crystals too—that's how they get red—is like the dark side does something
1: with the crystal to make it bleed, and mm-hmm. that's why the color changes to red. So, and there could be a way to do the reverse, like you're saying. I just off the top of my head, I I don't
3: I don't remember that at all. But again, I'm not saying okay. it didn't happen. But well, then I'll, yeah, I'll rely on our other team experts to see. Yeah. if I just am completely wrong on that and misremember. remember um other things that real quick i wrote down th- listening to your guys discussion was uh, just to give credit to the people involved um during your chat you uh, uh, you guys couldn't grab the names off the top of your head of the actress or the character who played the like marshal at in that town yeah um just to give credit where it's due the actress is uh diana lee Ina Ina santo and her character was morgan elspeth yeah, we looked it up after we recorded because that's when we remembered to finally stop and look it up. But mm-hmm. yeah, thank you for, for giving the name out. Surely. Because I actually, she was interesting to watch too. I wanted to know way more about her deal. Um, And then the other, last question I had that I wrote down was you guys had brought up that in, at the end of the episode, Ahsoka tells Mando to take him to like a planet or a place where like the original Jedi temple is. Am I wrong? Is that not the place that gets blown up in Rogue One where uh, Forest Whitaker is? is that uh, not Jedha Jedi temple? was the name of the temple or planet where Forest Whitaker was. Oh, okay, okay. So that temple is different than the one that Ahsoka's referencing somewhere? From from what I understand, I think there's, there's basically Jedi temples scattered and hidden
1: all over the galaxy. Okay. Uh, the only way you can get into them and access them is with the Force. Okay. So nobody can just stumble upon a Jedi Temple. Although, I guess, maybe I'm I'm already contradicting myself, because in Rogue One, the Empire is raiding a Jedi Temple for the Kyber Crystals. They obviously didn't use the Force to get in there, so I don't know how they opened it to get in, but... (laughs) Unless they blew their way in or something like that, but... Yeah, I mean, you can use the Force
3: or Dynamite.
2: Yeah.
1: Because I always, th- I was always under the impression that the temples are are not just out there for the public to see; they're more hidden and obscure, and you have to either feel the f- feel them through the force to find them, or at the very least, use the force to open them. Gotcha. Um, from thoughts yeah, I, that guess...
3: I had from the previous discussion that goes through everything i had so whatever else you want to pick my brain about i mean i think we covered all the bullet
1: points i did and we covered a lot more of like general star wars stuff than i really thought we would for this conversation which is fine i i enjoyed like it's fun to me to talk to you because you have such a general sort of knowledge of of star wars in general that it's it's nice to hear what you pick up on and Mm -hmm. you know if there's anything you need clarification for too like that's, you know, where Paul and I and Mike and everybody else that follows this kind of stuff comes in to try to get you through it. Um. So at least it's, it's, I'm happy to hear that at least for the Mandalorian, you don't need us as much. Like
3: it's, it's enough for you to just absorb it and get into it and like it and enjoy it. I mean, that's the thing. I, I think so. No, I mean, my, my, as we talked about so much in the, like the middle, my perception is I might think I understand what's going on, but there might be a bunch of this stuff that's in plain view that i might be missing that would actually tell a different story like it's not just an easter egg it actually explains something that like would mean that my impression of important events or significance and things is very different but i don't i don't at least it i don't in in what i think i understand i don't feel lost okay
2: that's that's, that makes sense
1: good as we're gonna take right now yeah, And I think that's probably as you know as good of a segue as any to loop back around to our beginning question. Yeah. Uh, so given all the stuff we talked about, given the stuff you've seen so far, and again, posing Paula's question to you a uh, second time, has your exposure to the Mandalorian and all these cameos and Star Wars in general interested you at all into diving into more Star Wars expanded universe shows or lore? Almost. <laughs> it's on the tip of your tongue. We're, we're just on the edge.
3: It, it kind of, I mean, and and you guys did mention it in your discussion that it's a big commitment. Yes. To to get to get, I'm looking at it right now, like Star Wars, the Clone Wars, 133 episodes. Even if it's like a half an hour animated show without commercials, that's a and lot I think, to get through. I think Paul and I talked about this
1: off air. I don't. If you're not bringing it up, we probably didn't talk about it in the recording. But the Clone Wars has not only is it seven seasons and a hundred some episodes to look at. If you want to watch it correctly they're not in order <laughs> so you have to give okay. someone a list that gives you the season number and episode number and you have to go down the list why did the sh- they air it that way the one thing i've heard someone describe is like the one thing george lucas loved more than star wars was prequel star wars okay like meaning they'd be in the middle of a season and he'd be like you know what remember that character i have this idea for a story let's just put it in there okay. so and literally in the middle highly of the season involved
3: in and, and instrumental in, in production of Clone Wars? I think,
1: yes. Okay. And I think a lot of it, too, is like they just come up with a story idea, and instead of trying to figure out how to make it work and the continuity of what's going on, they just throw it in there. So, like, you'll be seeing characters that have died in previous episodes just pop up
3: for one random episode somewhere in the middle of the season. Oh, I see. And if you're okay. paying attention, that shouldn't work that way, but... So, you might need to watch, like, season one, episode 11 first. Yes. And then go to two, three, four, and then grab number eight. It gets
1: definitely better as you go through the seasons, but the first half of that show mostly happens in order. The first chunk of it, you're jumping around all over the place. And then there's a little bit like one or two episodes here and there. And I actually saw Andy tweet about it on Twitter because the the chronological order for Clone Wars is on StarWars.com. It's on the official website. They give you the order in which to watch it in. All of these episodes are on Disney Plus. Yeah, and again, Andy tweeted this, so I can't take credit for this idea. I love the idea, and I'm hoping they do it. But why not put the order, the episodes in chronological order on Disney Plus?
3: They absolutely. I mean, given what you're telling me, they should. They like on the Marvel page, they gave you an option to uh, watch a timeline version of the MCU. Right. So I don't think it's out
1: of the realm of possibilities. They just have to go off the list they already have on StarWars.com and just put the episodes in
3: that order. Oh, okay, and so and and StarWars.com is like the official Disney-owned Star Wars website. Yes. Okay, so yes. it's not even like, well, fans just know about this. It's it's the Machete Order. It's this or yes. that. It's that that we are overseeing. Yes. A As Star of this. Wars,
1: we are telling you how to watch Star Wars. So this this yes, is the, the official like timeline of the of be the intelligent. show. So yeah. that's sort of you know again her and I talked off the off the air that like that's the other jump the shark moment not only is it seven seasons but it's seven seasons you have to watch in this specific order to watch them correctly and suddenly when you tell someone you have to go off this list to watch a show they're like nope i'm I'm not that's too much effort I'm not gonna do that
3: uh, not necessarily too much effort but a hundred and thirty three episodes of something dealing with that perhaps <laughs> um so I just did the quick dirty math so between the two shows between rebels and clone wars there are um 209 episodes between those two shows if it's 22 minutes a piece that is 4600 minutes of viewing time which is 76 hours so that's a lot of commitment
1: (laughs) wait wait because you just like binged through seven seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at 45 minutes a pop. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna, well, yeah, How what's the what's the timetable for that one? If you can do some quick and dirty math on that. Because some of those, because that's like full, no, it's, no, you know what? Because some of those, epi, the seasons six, at the season end. Season six and seven are, are short like halfsies-ish. Because I was thinking those are full 22-episode seasons, but those are shorter.
3: Well, let me, I mean, yeah, but it also took me till that show was about over to decide to get into it. Like, since right. I didn't jump in at the beginning, it took me seven years to finally agree to do it. But like, I'm just thinking, and, and it, it it like was, the, it, if the it time was a commitment is
1: the issue, I feel like the times are somewhat
3: comparable. Yeah, they're comparable. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was a goddamn lot of time. <laughs> you know, just because just I did it doesn't mean it was short. Um, it still took months and months so it it it, and i I, one thing i considered doing after getting done with with agents of shield finally was oh maybe i'll go back and watch arrow i never did i've only really watched the flash maybe i'll try supergirl or some of the cw shows but it's it's the same thing like sarah sarah has been asking me to watch buffy for years and i'm like there's just so much right it's so yeah just because i'd done a time-consuming thing once doesn't mean that the same time-consuming <laughs> stuff is just as easy to continue doing over and over
1: well to be fair i mean these series are not getting extended like clone wars is done rebels is done so mm-hmm. there's at least not know the end point is right so at least there, there's that to look forward to that is true um uh, so i'm sure you know between paul and i we're going to revisit this question for you again and again you haven't officially like written us off yet we're still gonna bug you not not all the time but we'll we'll, we'll bug you periodically
3: that that is fine yeah it's, i mean more some more of these things that they're they've grabbed in the last couple episodes of this show specifically if they um if if, if they're compelling enough like I, said, I honestly the ahsoka and specifically not not even the mention of that uh admiral Thrawn person but specifically something about the like backstory or some kind of extended story about um uh morgan elsbeth like i don't know if, if is this the first time that character has ever existed
1: as far as i know she is brand new for i don't remember seeing her in any of the other star wars lore that i know of mm-hmm. she's definitely not in the animated series
3: gotcha um I, it, it depends if, if they can for me personally if they just happen to throw a couple of uh additional compelling nuggets in that Grab my attention enough, it's it's possible. And I think it's still, the, it's still a big lift to undertake, though.
1: This the the my my push for the animated shows is definitely all character driven. I think you get some fantastic character stuff in a cartoon. I think okay. Ahsoka is a big draw for the Clone Wars, specifically. Um, you get some of the best Anakin stuff in Clone Wars. You don't see a lot of his character development in the movies because there's just not time for it. Okay, but there's seven seasons of him in the show, and you get a lot there and they flesh him out that much more even even especially with him and obi-wan like their relationship is so much better in the cartoon than it was in the movies
3: is the version like way better than the annoying bitchy rapey part of him that was in clone uh attack of the clones yes yes
1: mm-hmm. that's definitely low point for anakin skyward <laughs> <laughs> um and then same with rebels i think i think rebels it has to do with the larger galactic conflict and there's, there are definitely Easter eggs and some cameos in that show for the larger galactic universe. And it's the seeds, of the rebellion and stuff, but the main characters in that show and their relationship is, I think what drives that show for me. And that's what hooks me. Mm-hmm. So, and, but so if, if like, if you're going into it, just wanting more star Wars lore or, or if you think that's the majority of the show, uh, I don't want to sell you short that like there's some of that stuff in there, but it's definitely the, all the character stuff that's in those shows are fantastic.
3: Okay. Like I said, it, it, it's, it's possible. I, I haven't completely rolled it out. And these little bumps recently have, you know, nudged it one more peg forward.
1: Fair enough. That's a, hey, that's better than I can hope for. <laughs> And Josh, I want to give you a heads up too that we have officially talked longer than Paul and I have talked for this. So we have talked more Star
3: Wars than Paul and I have <laughs> talked Star Wars. Well, I think it's also I don't necessarily think that's an accolade on either of our parts, especially mine. I think it's easier to discuss like you you two would be quasi like almost preaching to the choir more. <laughs> you you can inform me about a lot more that I don't know. Rather than like with the with you two, like you could go on a five minute tangent and she says,
1: Yeah, I know. Right. Well true. True. There's a little bit more shorthand there. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'm sure we will uh revisit the Mandalorian. Like I said, we I was trying to get this recorded at least before we watched any more episodes. Uh mm-hmm. so it we're recording this on Friday. A new Mando episode dropped today, so I'm chomping at the bit to finish this and go watch whatever <laughs> is out there today.
3: Um I have three more uh topics I can bring up.
1: <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> uh but yeah, so we're we're we will definitely like by the time this comes out and is released, if you're listening to it, another episode or two will probably have come out for Mando by the time you get around to this, whether you listen to it right when it comes out or you know a week later or something like that. But so we we will not be talking about stuff you've probably already seen. Uh, we will come back to that. I it, it, for all the talking points that the Mandalorian gives us, I feel like it's we owe it to ourselves, especially get to to get try to get the full crew back together. Uh, for talking about season two as a whole, so once season two wraps, I will try to get everybody together. We'll, we'll we'll do a whole Mando episode review type of thing, or a season review type of thing, where we just talk about the season two of Mando and what we think, and and what other revelations that have happened in these last three episodes, and and, and summarize it there. I think that'll be a good discussion too. Uh, final thoughts for anything, Josh? Um, I don't
3: think so. I I, I think. To echo sort of where we started, I think, I hope that the last couple episodes of the season tighten up as far as the story goes. Yeah. Um, And it's, it's, it stops becoming as much of side quest the show and <laughs> some of the more central needs and, and purposes are served. Yeah. Maybe keep my fingers crossed there.
1: Yeah, I'm expecting some other big cameos and revelations. Uh, at the rate that they've been dishing them out this season, I'm, I'm expecting some other big shit to happen. I, I, The other, because they name-dropped Grand Admiral Thrawn, if we see Grand Admiral Thrawn in live action, that will also explode my face. I, <laughs> I will not be able to handle myself for at least a day. So we'll see if we have that to talk about when we come back to this. Uh, so if you've enjoyed the show, uh, please support us. Leave a five-star rating and review. Give us a share on social media. Make sure you follow or subscribe to keep up with the show. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Anchor, Stitcher. Hopefully anywhere you find a podcast, you can find us. As always, you can find us on Facebook. Search Bry Guy into Super Friends, or go to Facebook.com slash BryguySuperFriends. You can leave us questions, comments, topics, suggestions, any Mandalorian talk you want to do. Just throw it up there and we'll talk to you. Uh, try to email us, BryguySuperFriends at gmail.com. Email is valid. I've checked it recently just to make sure it's still up there and working. It's working. I, w- I won't check it, but it's there. Uh, you can tweet us at BG Friends on Twitter. Those we'll see. Those we'll get back to you. Uh, feel free to follow me on Twitch at Guy on there. Uh, whenever we decide to do another live show for the show, for the podcast, uh, we will do it there. Uh, we've done two of them so far, few and far between. We were trying to do one a month, but I feel like it's getting extended every time we try to do it, so we're just going to find a good topic to get up there and, and put our nice faces in front of you for a change and you can watch us do this live Uh, but yeah follow me there you can always get the email alert whenever we uh, go live for that or any gameplay that I end up wanting to share there Uh, but that's it for our what I build as a mini Mando episode that is now two and a half hours long probably so it's not so many but it's still Mando Uh, on behalf of Paula, Josh and myself thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next time